Monet and left foot. From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, November 7th, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. They just launched the all-new Squarespace 7, which is incredible. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's simple and easy, beautiful design. You can drag and drop content. They have great support, and plans start at just 8 bucks a month and include a free domain if you sign up for a year. There's a special offer for Relevant Podcast listeners for a free trial and to get 10% off your first order. Visit squarespace.com and enter promo code RELEVANT at the checkout. A better web starts with your website. There you go. They're incredible. How's, how's your new eddiecoffolds.com responsive website going? I am not. I, good. I'm not here to self-promote, but it will be up and running soon. And Because of Squarespace. Well, I, I am so aware of how good Squarespace is. I've I had to mention somewhere like... Hey, don't ever think I can do graphic design for you. Basically, this is all Squarespace being incredible. I said it more gently than that, but like it ends up being so good that I'm like, hey, I I have to diffuse my own ability. This isn't a design portfolio. Here. No, no. This just happens to be my raw talent along with Squarespace 7. Uh, here with me in Orlando studios, that's Eddie Pop-Pop Koffeltz. Nice to see you, Cam Tess. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egrich. Hola. Okay, ah, there yes. you go. Okay, <laughs> this is a huge show, and here's why. Okay, number one, people who listened last week or follow... Uh, Jesse or I are on social media. Uh, well, Jesse doesn't do anything on social media. If, follow me on social media. You know what <laughs> happened between last week's show and this week's show. He died. <laughs> Jesse and I went to Chicago for the Nick Willenda event. We recorded some stuff there. Some things went down. We're going to play all this stuff later, and we're going to talk about it. So that's coming up later. We're not going to get into it yet. That's a teaser. You, literally, literally right before. This is the truth. I showed Jesse right before... The the walk happened. Mm-hmm. I I I, I selfied our apprehension and yeah. like the wire was right over my head yeah. and I had the look on my face and the caption I wrote was it's about to go down right and Jesse went no 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 no, no. <laughs> and I went it's all about to happen and I tweeted it. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I changed it it's all about to happen right you would have felt really bad really bad the other way yeah. Crash and burn or something. <laughs> so, Jesse, anything you need to tease for the listeners? I, I will say, because I, I, I listened to the segment uh, uh, a little while ago, and it's it's rife with tension. I was on the edge of my seat listening to it, even though I knew the outcome. Even though you were listening to your, your experience? Yes. You were on the it, edge of, okay. I was reliving the intensity the of The roller coaster. Evening. It was a roller coaster, and a huge thing happened. That we will talk about on the show. Yeah, we have we still have a lot to get to. I yeah. mean, I, I want to talk about it right now, but we'll wait. But you're not going to want to miss the the recap. Can, well, can I give a little tease that I think is going to keep everyone listening? Yes. I just want to put in a vote for Cameron and Jesse being the commentators for the next uh, ice skating event for the Olympics. That's what I felt like <laughs> <laughs> was happening. You guys were on it. I will say this. We I did I do a play by play. You you realize how difficult like a play by play person has it because you find yourself i was finding myself just repeating myself okay he's on the wire 
he's a few steps forward on the wire than when I just said he's on the wire. Right. You have a little more uh, uh, grace for the 24-hour news cycle, folks, because it's just like, all right, you got to find something to I say. I felt a little bit like Fred Willard in Best in Show. Like, all right, he, okay, so it's going to take probably 10 minutes to get across that wire. Cameron, how much do you think I can bench press right now? Thought experiment. All right, so that's coming up later. But you know... It's a special day because a person is sitting here quietly with us. Joining us for the entire show is our old friend, former podcaster, Calvin Kearley. Yeah. Hey. Wow. You, and you can check out my website. It's calvinkearley.prodigy.com. <laughs> Such a good um, website. It's, it's good. It's a GeoCities no, website. No more than 10 people can be on at a time, though. So <laughs> yeah. And, and allow, allow several minutes for loading. Right. And yeah. also, happy birthday, big fella. Yeah. Thank you. It is your birthday. It is big, my day of birth. Yeah, congratulations to Thank you and your, uh, your mom. Yeah, how old are your you? Your 50s are going to be your best decade. I appreciate it. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 35 today. Wow. Right. That's a new uh, uh, demographic <laughs> box that you checked. Right. You round up. Now. Right. You hang yeah. out with 40-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. All right. Well, I think that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're officially known as like, hey, there's this dad that I know. You know what I mean? You're, 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 you've entered into like not just one of the dudes. You're in dad zone right now. Like it's You true. can hang out with the dads or the dudes. At midnight last night, this morning, uh, I was still awake. I got an email from LL Bean. Oh. I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Welcome." So it begins. We've just gone ahead and placed your first order for you. Here's a nice pair of sensible here's, jeans and a lovely vest. Here's yeah. your uniform Basically, for the next fifteen your years of your life. Yeah. Mm, duck, a duck canvas sweater vest does kind of sound appealing. <laughs> a little chill in here. It's roomy too. Just yeah, roomy for my expanding like gut. It. Wait, wait, wait. So well, you're telling me I can get this? You're telling me I can get the LL Bean logo on my Ford Explorer also? <laughs> oh, I'm in. <laughs> Best year ever. Thirty-five. You got more of a Put it right on the leather seats, please. Yeah. Um, you're more bearded than the last time we saw you. And most of it's on my face. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, it's, yeah, it's there. And you and Cameron the are wearing matching red hats. Not wow. matching. And, and Jesse. But, but they're just red. But yeah, they're not matching. No. Yeah. I mean, was there a phone call or was it an accident? There's also. Of all the red wearing- hats in the world, I think the chances aren't that ridiculous that we would both wear them. Well, here's, I mean, I actually had to put thought into my red oh, hat okay. because. If you look at my hat collection, it's 98% Orlando Magic hats. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we got asked about when we were in... <laughs> we did! Uh, I'm wearing- <laughs> can I just say, that was, aside from the tightrope walking, this interaction with a waiter was one of the more awkward interactions that, that I've experienced with Cameron. Just because the guy, personality, I couldn't tell if he had just dry humor or he was just a weird individual. But Cameron <laughs> was wearing a hat that said Magic on it. Okay. And, and, and the guy walks up to us, and before he even takes our order, he just stares at Cameron, and then he's not making eye contact with Cameron. He's just looking at the the, the magic on his hat and says, "What's that hat about?" <laughs> and I went, "I go, it's a basketball team from Florida. They play the Bulls, you know, because like I mean, yeah. like we're in Chicago." Uh, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I don't follow sports." I'm like. You're working at a sports pub. Yeah, well, I'm like, I, this really, is- I really wish Jesse would have pulled out the you know up close magic. Yeah, I know. Thing. And that's the thing. As he walked away, I'm like, was he thinking I'm just really into the dark arts? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like just, you're like, do you have other, a deck of cards? It got, it got even more awkward because this is clearly like, yeah, like a, like a sports bar. Like that's why people are there. It's open late Honey. to watch sports. You know, so we're sitting there, and every TV has on a rerun of everyone. Lo- Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, because whatever game they were playing turned. <laughs> Off and it went to everybody loves Raymond. And so I asked the guy, "Hey, can we turn it to Sports Center or something?" It's Sunday night, it's football highlights on. Yeah. And uh, and the guy looked at me like, 
What an odd request. I mean, he honestly looked like, so you don't want to watch Everybody Loves Raymond on mute? <laughs> <laughs> and after they turned it into Sports Center, he comes back like, is that okay? Like, I put him out, like asking the sports bar to turn the TV to sports. <laughs> I, I saw I saw two people when we turned off the when they turned off Everyone Loves Raymond on mute, like lift up their hands and go, <laughs> And just walk out of. <laughs> we were just in the like, middle right, of that. I don't know what, what's gonna. <laughs> it's our Sunday night chicken Raymond. fingers, and everybody loves do Raymond. They, do they still love him? Like what happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's the brother. What's his oh, name? I know it is. Um, <laughs> he's pretty funny in real Lurch. life. Garrett. Uh, Lurch. Yeah. Brad Garrett. Brad. Oh, Brad. There you go. Yeah. Raymond. <laughs> Who's doing that? It's Jesse. Jesse. No, it's Jesse. Brad Garrett. We have a, a Brad Garrett soundboard. And, and it's, oh, every yeah. button just says Raymond. That's actually my my website. Also, is bradgarrettsoundboard.com It links though to CalvinCurely.prodigy. Straight in. which will then crash your computer. Right, no more than ten. And what's your MySpace account? I'm actually looking at it on my app on my phone right now, and hey, it's crashed. Hey, MySpace was near and dear to him and pivotal in his life trajectory. That's how I met oh. my wife. Wife space. Really? Yeah, he met his wife on MySpace. I just pulled that out. I didn't even know. Yeah. I thought, wow. I thought yeah, only I mean, predators met people on MySpace. We were both predators. <laughs> predators. <laughs> they were yeah. in a predator's message board <laughs> right. to talk about strategy, <laughs> MySpace strategy. For predators. No, truly, who found it who was and like, how? <laughs> six pack or no six pack? It's like, hey. <laughs> Van, Windows or no Windows? Are you in Orlando too? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wait, were you in some like chat room? Do you have chat rooms on MySpace? No. What, what, what happened? No. No, we have mutual friends. Oh, that's what they all say. Good storytelling. Mm-hmm. What, it's been a while since I've done this. I'm doing and hand motions. Slices. Is that helpful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just drew it right yeah, here on this yeah. whiteboard. It's not clear to everyone listening. Hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so Calvin is, uh, this is a big uh, week for Calvin because not only is it your birthday, Ooh. you got your LL Bean catalog, big guy. but uh, you are opening your first brick and mortar retail location for Cloak and Dapper. Yes, I am. This is we, big. This is a big ow. deal. So People this comes out Friday. So tomorrow, Saturday is our opening event, and then this Monday morning we open at ten a.m. Yeah, for, and I'm just going to sit there and be like, "Well, here we go." <laughs> That's a weird moment, huh? Are, yeah, are you bringing yeah. in any celebrities for the grand opening? Uh, the founder of Ello Bean will be there. Mm-hmm. Ron uh, Bean. And we're going to Ron. Good old he's Ronald gonna, Bean. We're going to have an arm wrestling match. I thought it was Larry <laughs> Lloyd Bean. That was his yeah. daddy died. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Larry, yeah, Larry so, Lloyd is out of here. Now Larry, it's Ron. Larry Lloyd Bean. Yeah. A little too soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron Bean, Ronald Bean. Ron. Is gonna be I call him Ronnie. Ronnie is he's kind of shy. He's going to be running the LL exhibit, <laughs> the LL booth at your grand opening. <laughs> That's right. Is yes. Brad Garrett going to be there? He's going to there. Explorer. Brad Garrett's valeting. Um, How's the big and tall section coming along at your store? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> a friend of mine can only buy a hat at your, uh, at your place right now. Do you think you? <laughs> it's just it's interesting you say that because our landlord is uh, a big a big guy, mm-hmm. and he he keeps joking about that. He'll pop in and uh, a lot of I, I always was under the can assumption. Can I ask you this real quick, Calvin? Is, yeah. is your landlord Brad Garrett? <laughs> yes. hey, uh, you got a big and tall there. Hey, where's oh, Rod Bean at? Yeah, <laughs> he's a big guy, and he always asks us, and then he's, uh, "I'm just kidding. I know I don't have anything here. I right, see you." So. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I know my kind's not welcome here. So. Yeah. You just see him weeping in the front seat of his when, car when he looks at our selection of belts, and they only go to a 36 hole. He just kind of shakes his head at me and walks away. Yeah, so, so for people who don't know, tell tell listeners what Cloak and Dapper is. Thank you. Cloak and Dapper is a uh, like a modern general store for the modern guy, and we we basically 
carry we don't really do like fat what's considered fast fashion for guys like a uh, 21 forever or urban outfitters it's more your standard stuff so really good selvage jeans uh nice shirts leather boots uh we and it's the basics for men the essentials that you need so clothing grooming goods uh you know accessories like wallets uh watches nice watch everything we carry is made in america and you did a really good job with that. So when people go in there to cloak themselves, when they walk right. out, they will be dapper. They will be dapper. Yeah. It's actually the original name was cloaked to dapper or cloaked then dappered. <laughs> then you just – you realize that was the worst I, name I ever. I don't understand why you didn't go with that it's, one. It was going to be called that store. <laughs> yeah. um, there was too much sentence structure involved, so I just threw an ampersand in there. And you know, any company with an ampersand now is instantly in. Yeah. So hot right now. How yeah. do you Google it though? Do you put the ampersand in the, in the – or, or, or the web address? If you Google Brad Garrett, it will come up. <laughs> <laughs> just just Google the, big and tall. I bought Google AdWords. I spent $30,000 on Brad Garrett. <laughs> Today only. Where so. does the cast of everybody? Everybody loves Raymond shop, and yeah. then it comes up. And inside our store, on a loop, is uh, everybody loves Raymond with the sound off. Um, <laughs> so. Is this this has got to be stressful though? Like I'm the, a the week out. of a store opening, <laughs> there's a lot to do. Is it coming along okay? We were there last night installing a dimmer switch. What's interesting is this building is built in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. And it's interesting. My landlord doesn't quite know. So he always says 30s or 40s. So it doesn't really instill confidence. (laughs) Don't we just have a year? Yeah, I I got you a 10-year window here. Could be 20s, 50s. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) So we're installing a dimmer switch last night. And you know, like red to red wire, black to black wire, green and... Green is ground. The 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 wires were hyper colored. There was like orange, pink, purple. <laughs> there were exposed copper wires in this like wall plate, and we're just looking at them going, mm, I don't feel good about this at all. Yes, you see, Calvin, I've had the same experience. Except when I got when I was finished doing mine, I was like. I don't know why there's an extra wire in here. There's always like, an extra like, wire like, when I'm like done. It's like Ikea. Piece of copper. It's like, I'm just going to fold this back and try not to make it touch anything. Yeah. I'm just going to wrap now, this one in duct If you tape. run the hairdryer on that, about 10 minutes, the, the outlet's incredibly hot. So I encourage Dana, keep the hair drying in short sessions. Yeah. That's the safest thing. Just 20-second bursts. That's how we're going to run our lights. Just 20-second bursts. Turn them off. Yeah. So I just picture you standing over Dana, uh, Jesse, with like, she has a pair of scissors and you're like, cut the red one. <laughs> a single bead of sweat just dripping no, from no, his at forehead. The last minute, at the last minute, she changes it. No, no, it's the green. It's the green yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we knew you'd be here and, and there was a lot of catching up that we need to do because it's been yeah. a while since you've been on the show. And, and uh, we just thought, who better? We want to know the pulse. We want to know what the, what's on the minds of the people. So we mm-hmm. went to Twitter and we asked... That is Twitter. What, that is the pulse. We asked Twitter, what do you want to know from Calvin? So no. it's time for our special segment. <laughs> our listeners ask Calvin anything they want. Oh, here we go. We do this now, by the way. The listeners ask Calvin anything they want. So handsome. Play with me, Jason. Listeners ask Calvin anything they want cloak and dapper. That was so the weird. Number, that that one. was really so weird. The number one trending response was, "Who's Calvin?" Yeah. <laughs> what a what a Jono Van Deventer. That's not a real name. No, for real. He asks, "Who would play your character in your autobiographical movie? Who play your character?" Uh, 
Well, I see. I'd like to do one of those things where a character is played by three people based on the three stages of my life. Mm. Um, so I think so Brad Garrett, Brad Garrett, Brad Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, beats me to the punch. Brad Garrett is <laughs> the most dealist. Okay. Kind of- uh, Ryan Gosling would be in there somewhere. Oh, please. oh God, okay. get re- over yourself. <laughs> so, so next, so same guy. He wrote back in because his name is uh, strange. He said it's uh, John, O pronounced like Bono. He's from South Africa. Uh, he also says, okay, here's a question for Calvin. He sent, he sent two. Give us three reasons to believe that you're not currently just dreaming. Hmm. Uh, That's a good the question, number three Donna. reason why I believe I am not currently dreaming <laughs> would be that my pants are too tight. Yeah. That's <laughs> never happened in, in your dream. Not in, in I your think d- in my dream... Yeah, I, you're probably comfortable, right? I'm pretty comfortable, and, and my overwhelming six pack abs are just you know <laughs> fit into my jeans like a glove. All right, so that's number one. Uh, Pants too tight. Yeah. Uh, number two reason why I believe I'm not dreaming right now um, is uh, because my coffee does need to be warmed up slightly in the microwave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. about. It's that not a dream. Level. It's not the dream. It's not the dream scenario. Yeah. Because that's in my dreams, my coffee's always hot, just right. like just like my just wife. Like your abs. Oh, oh like your wife. wife. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, number three. And uh, the uh, the main reason why I believe I'm not dreaming right now is because good riff. <laughs> I love you. I love you so Something much. about the bathroom at Denny's. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there you go. So uh, Gilbert Garza he wrote in and said, "Let's hear Christopher Walken oh, review Left Behind." Oh, have you seen <laughs> Left Behind? It's, Christopher uh, Walken has. That's all that matters. Oh right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gilbert is so funny. <laughs> I was a little confused. <laughs> I was a little confused. Keep, keep going, even though if you stop there, it's a win. Yeah, like, keep yeah, going. That may be the review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, another question. I'm a little confused. Is Hobbs real? Mm. No. Okay. If you, uh, Braxton asked, if you had your own country, would your citizens be called Calvinists? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Thomas Lehman asks, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? I love this I like question. It. 100 duck-sized horses. Um, Is it, yeah. I, Are you armed, or is this bare hand? Is this just hand-to-hand combat? Can I fight the one horse-sized duck with the one hundred duck-sized oh, horses? Yeah. Pit them against no, them. Like, like you take you take That's a, a year, question. you train them for battle, and then yeah. you go fight the. Yeah, I see what you're doing. If I have twelve months of prep, that's going to dramatically change my answer. Yeah. Can you tweet him back and ask for some specifics? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get just back. loop around later. We'll get that's back to that question. To the would you rather? Mm-hmm. Osana Bennett asks, "What's your favorite pun?" Uh, probably cloak and dapper. <laughs> Speaking which of which, is a new store opening this weekend way, in Orlando, Florida. Monday, Monday, Monday. In my dream, <laughs> in my dream, I shop there. Speaking of which, uh, Jared Westfall asks, uh, "Does cloak and dapper have a PSL collection?" <laughs> uh, we, we, <laughs> we do. All our uh, raw selvage is dipped in pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. And year round or just in the fall? Just up to the ankles. Just up to the ankles, <laughs> year round, 
and uh, it's you can come in and we actually provide free PSL dipping as a service. <laughs> like your whole person is just dipped like a flea dip for a dog. You ever wonder why guys are cuffing their jeans, you know, mm. they're rolling them up? That's where you, you you soak the PSL in there. Yeah. <laughs> can I everybody here is cool. What is this mm. word you keep saying? Raw salvage? Raw? Raw salvage. The salvage, sal- not salvage. I don't it's even, not found in a heap. I yeah. don't know what any of that is. Super cheap to buy. You just go to the garbage can and <laughs> yeah. oh, it's all right there. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? What is selfish? Uh, you know, like if you buy jeans at a Gap or or something and they have kind of like the look to them that they've been worn, like they have wrinkles already in them. Yes. And maybe that affects the way that the ink is on, not ink, but the, the dye is in the jeans. Yes. That means they've been fabricated to look that way because you're yeah. hoping that they haven't been worn for right. 20 years mm-hmm. so raw selvage just means just it's just raw it's going to be like a dark indigo no creases comes out almost looking like it was ironed by an industrial press huh. and then you put in your own creases such as life actually oh interesting you put in your own creases these are the jeans that people don't wash for nine months you don't right. wash yeah them. and then when you do if you want all your clothes to be a nice indigo blue Wash them right. right. But don't don't your jeans start to smell bad if you don't wash them? No, you put them in the freezer and it kills the bacteria. (laughs) Hence, hence dipping them in pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, literally, there's guys that drive out to the ocean here in Portland and like wear their jeans into the like ocean for that like salt to like loosen in their denim jeans. It's like a weird thing. Yeah. Maybe you can explain that better, Calvin. I don't it, know. Maybe that's what happened. Like the only time I, I've gone to the beach on the golf oh, side gosh. of Orlando, I would say about twenty percent of the men there were swimming in jeans. <laughs> maybe they were just cool guys breaking them. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. <laughs> they were cool Northerners. Just <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, because at the impression, I thought it's really weird that most of the people are just wearing clothes mm-hmm. into the beach, into the ocean. I get it now. Thanks I don't. The, I don't recommend that because I feel they would weigh you down, and I don't know if you get out of the water. <laughs> right. Taylor Finley um, uh, asks, would you rather sleep through and miss one year of your life or have to go through one normal weekday naked? The entire day? Yeah. Mm. A normal weekday. So you're doing pick up at school, cl- uh, work, everything. A normal weekday. Okay. Recording a podcast. CrossFit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's do the, the Burpees, week, let's do the week naked. Burpees. The, the one day naked. Oh, it's, a, it's only one day? Yeah. Oh, I'm not day. interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was a week, maybe. And finally, uh, last question for this segment. What are your views on Rob Bell's theology? Just really get into Good old it. Robbie Bell. Uh um, what are Christopher Walken's views right. on Rob Bell's <laughs> theology? I are you Zim Zooming, man? I was confused. I was a little confused. The listeners salvage. The listeners as Calvin. Anything. They want. I'm so confused. Okay, I, we got to go back to the pre-recorded. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, they're absolutely terrible. No, that was. Well, I mean, when Cameron asked five minutes before the show, "Hey, yeah. do you have a jingle?" Yeah, I'd say <laughs> I'd say that was at least ten minutes worth of work. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for listeners. Ask Calvin anything they want. It's time for your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, November 11th. Damien uh, Rice is back. Finally. Yeah, After eight it. years, my favorite faded fantasy. So he doesn't know if he's dreaming or not. He's not That's sure. That's not a good problem a to have. I've been there <laughs> recently. Uh, Anthony and the Johnsons is coming out with Turning. 
John Hopkins, normally you the don't. founder of the university, yeah. I yes. believe. Um, Multi-talented. He's uh, <laughs> coming out with asleep versions. He's like the guy who owns the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He's the president of the New York Knicks and Cablevision. Right. And he has a band. Right. Uh, that's John Hopkins University founder, John Hopkins. So good. Citizens and Saints is coming out with Join the Triumph. The album is currently streaming on the drop at relevantmagazine.com if you want to check sure. it out. So when they named that band, what do you think the, that meeting was like? Citizens like, and Saints. Do I get Saints? to be a saint? No, you're just a citizen. Like nope. You just do backup vocals. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Only one saint in the band. They have an ampersand like Cloak and Dapper. Ampersand, that's what you need. Even if you only sell one thing, you've got to throw an ampersand in it. <laughs> what? Why? One end thing? It's, it's just re- it's really it's like farm to table, <laughs> farm and table, farm. Farm to table. Yeah, I like to put ampersands at the front and the back of a of a name company name. Just and, bookend them. And farm and table and and farm to table and. Okay. That's that's so hot right now. Yeah, I I just uh, spent thirty grand on Google uh, AdWords for and farm to table and. <laughs> Movie release is coming out Friday, November fourteenth. Dumber, dumb and dumber two. Oh. Uh, so. I'm looking. For Forward to this one. I'm sorry. Are you serious? I really am. This is Dumb and Dumber was was a, a, a like a seminal movie for me growing it was a up. Masterpiece. Me too. I, I, I haven't seen it. It look so the trailer looks. Hor- I mean, it looks horrible. But think about yeah, it. If we saw the trailer now for the first one, wouldn't we think the same thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but you guys know, know like man. the thing is, the amount of press they've been doing for it. It kind of feels like they're opening for a big opening like weekend. Like Anchorman 2. Because then people are going to watch it. I, I feel like Jeff Daniels is like a legitimate actor these days. Like he's right. done some yeah, relatively high profile, like critically acclaimed work. I thought right. it was a little weird that he's returning to the character, but yeah. I'll probably see it just for that fact. Well, liter- literally, hmm. they were on Fallon four months ago, and, and, you know, promoting the movie. And they were talking about that, that exact point. And, and uh, he said, Jeff Daniels said that the first day of filming for Dumb and Dumber 2 was he came directly from the newsroom set oh my gosh. and had to become <laughs> Lloyd. Oh my gosh. And he said the way he did it, literally, was he sat there and shook his head back and forth like for 30 seconds. And he did it. Like, he showed it. And like, all of a sudden, he went from Jeff Daniels to like the character, because his hair goes crazy and he gets this kind of like dizzy look on his face and he becomes that character. <laughs> It's really bizarre. It's Jim Carrey just mastercraft. Yeah, Jim Carrey's just Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah, he's he's shaking. That's who anything. he is. Yeah, uh, Foxcatcher is coming out, uh, starring Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, and Mark Ruffalo. I assume it's it's connected somehow to the male stripper movie that Channing Tatum did. Yes, every Channing Tatum. This one, movie Steve Carell is joining him, Mark Ruffalo on stage, right? Because they're fox catchers. Because the foxes come to the shows. <laughs> well, they, they catch them and then they, they ask them, "What do they say?" <laughs> and, that's the, and they go, that's the fox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, classic Calvin. Uh, the Holmesman is coming out with Tommy Lee Jones, Hillary Swank, Meryl Streep. I'm kind of a Holmesman. Mm-hmm. Like I like to just kind of be home a lot. Homebody. Yeah, yeah. Home. I, I, I prefer Holmesman. Or just a home. I'm over yeah. 35. I'm a Holmesman. <laughs> Wait, which speaking of that, can we get a quick recap on how your Halloween party was? Uh, 350 people plus came. No. How many how many arrests were made? No arrests. Um, <laughs> even no citizens arrested. Not even a misdemeanor. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to do it again that way. You mean uh, how? What I'm going to do? What I decided was this: I like making memories. I like having fun. I like I like making moments, and I like hosting and being hospitable to my friends and stuff. Uh, I think the way I can cut the other stuff is by 
Um, what I want to do from now on, if I if I throw another party like that, I'm going to make it a fundraiser, and it'll be ten or twenty bucks at the door, and a hundred percent of the money will go to like build a well for charity water or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll still host, pay for everything, do the, do what I was going to do, but you just put this barrier of if there's like a ten or twenty bucks to get in. Then the randos aren't going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, the people just looking for a house party aren't going to come. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I want to go to that thing, and then you, you know, like we'll do a charity water fundraiser, and mm-hmm. then cool, that's a fun Halloween party fundraiser thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's probably charity water ampersand Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that'd be a good idea for a New Year's Eve. But <laughs> yeah, black tie maybe. Yeah, no, for real. Something like kinda. that's actually what I'm working on. Is like I want to do a gathering for New Year's. I don't want to do this party again. I want to do something totally different. What if I kind of threw together a semi gala, mm-hmm. raise some money for a cause we all believe in, have a good time? I don't know if you can get citizens and saints, but I bet the citizens portion would <laughs> be able to show up. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do like an acoustic set. Well, the Saints weren't at my Halloween party. I, I love was. having you here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesse, did anything happen in your neighborhood this this year? Did did uh, did Joe cause any shenanigans? G- Joe's been mysteriously absent for the last week or so. He heard the and podcast. I think there's another person living at his house. What? Oh. Like a squatter? I, huh? Like a squatter? I have squatter. no idea. I need to go over there because something strange is happening. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to go this week and I'm going to come back with an update next week because it's very confusing right now. There's a car in the driveway I don't recognize and a gentleman leaving and coming to the house who I've never seen before. And I'm pretty sure they, they, they left the back door open all night one night for oh. reasons that are unclear. How do you know? Well, whatever. Yeah, how do you know then that there. one? Yeah. When did you have to get in his backyard? I saw it. From, I can see his backyard from my backyard. But those <laughs> types of things just don't faze me anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of comings and goings there. So we need, we do need an update. Can you go over there we do, now? <laughs> we do, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, you told us about your neighbor Joe. Yeah, and the, and and Twitter wanted more. Last week we didn't demand it. We really. didn't we didn't talk about Joe. We had too much else to cover. But I I, I feel like it's we're due for another installment in the uh, the you know the the adventures of Joe the neighbor. Jesse, I think we just need to train you a little bit on asking more probing questions. Hmm. That, yeah. that, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just need to get more personal because a lot of the anecdotes I have right now <laughs> are, are probably not best to be shared uh, uh, in this setting. I think you could just be like, uh, what do you think of this election, right? Just d- general news and then just hear what he starts talking about. Yep. He, he approached me the other day and informed me that he – this is true <laughs> – you you never know what you're going to get with a guy. He I was standing in my driveway getting ready to go somewhere, and he comes up and he's very excited about something, and he informs me that he's joined an underground running fraternity. <laughs> what? And, and Joe is not the type of guy that's in very great shape, right? And uh, and I, I think he I don't think he would make any bones about it. He he's a he, he goes Jesse. I was the first one finished for the two miles. I laid in my car for two and a half hours. Thought I was going to die. They gave me a badge my first time. Uh, why, why would they be underground? For what reason would they not just be joggers? Well, yeah. It, 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 Do they break it, into the mall to like walk around it? Again, there's a, there's so the, his life offers so many so many deep dark questions and so little answers that sometimes you just have to go with the flow. All right. So and what you need to do is you just really need to get him to trust you. So that you can then breach that trust and share with us everything. You need to join the underground jogging team. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should do that because yeah. he, 
like I said, there, there were some weird activities happening that uh, probably not best uh, uh, for legal reasons that I discuss. Uh, but uh, but maybe that's maybe I'll try to infiltrate his underground jogging fraternity and let you he's guys know what happened. He's trying to graft you in if he even told you and used the word underground. He's trying to fish around yeah. to see if you're interested. It's like the first yeah. rule of Fight Follow Club. The lead. Yeah. yeah, first yeah. rule of underground jogging. Yeah, you don't talk about it. Don't talk about underground jogging fraternity. You don't jog above this pace. I guarantee you, though, the strange people coming and going have something to do with that underground jogging fraternity. Well, if this are... is your first time at the underground jogging fraternity, you have to jog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, because Joe's expressed to me in the past his his plans to, uh, uh, you know, stretch out his military retirement where it'll go. He, he's made serious uh, inquiries to me about how much I know about the Philippines. What? Uh, <laughs> Because he thinks that his you, military you, retirement will go much further if he lives there. And he'll be sitting on a beach every day just collecting the checks. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a pretty flawless plan. But maybe, maybe he did it. Maybe he finally left for the Philippines to never come back. I don't know. I need to go over there because it is, it is, it is a little concerning to me. Would you like to just go now and then we'll just finish up entertainment? And then- <laughs> <laughs> if I go now, I don't know when I'll be coming back. Right. That's right. I don't know what I'll be dragged into. Well, here's the thing is I feel like Jesse misheard jogging and it's probably something else. And Jesse's going to show up with a sweatband and his tennis shoes and yeah. shorts and it's going to be something completely different. I know that there was the <laughs> consumption of adult beverages during the run. I know that there were secret nicknames and things. It was all very unclear. No, that's but he not was true. so worked up about it that getting any getting any clear details on what he was referring to w- w- was going to be a futile effort. Just turn your phone <laughs> on record so, and just walk up to him and just be like, "Race relations in America, right?" <laughs> just see what <laughs> like, happens. Can I just say this? That would be a terrible idea. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling you're going to get an unfiltered. You know, you're going to get unfiltered truth. Well, I don't know. About truth. Well, you're gonna unfiltered, get unfiltered comments. Opinion. Yeah, there's going to unfiltered something. Yeah. All right. Also coming out, Rosewater, written and directed by John Stewart. That's that's coming oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. That looks really good. Yes. yes. And uh, last and least, Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. Ah, coming out. praise mm. him. If anyone can. And a new, uh, that's the other one that I want to go and do a review, because that one looks truly terrible. Have you well, seen the I trailers thought, for it? I yes. thought Ernest already did this 20 years ago. <laughs> hey, too soon. He's oh. dead. Oh. oh, Ernest P. Worrell. Out of here, yeah. Ernest goes to heaven. All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. And you guys asking Calvin anything you want, stay tuned up next. Slices. You're listening to Heim. The song is The Wire. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Janelle Monet's Tightrope featuring Big Boy. Uh, uh, Snavely is pulling a little theme music on Someone us. Someone got clever. See what, I'm, see what I'm doing here, guys? Yeah, Classic yeah. Snavely. Speaking yep. of Heim, a group of people at, at my party dressed up as Heim. It was and pretty good. It was dead ringers. I mean, it was like they were just standing there. And uh, one of them said, hey, guess who we are? And I'm like, you're Haim. I mean, like, there's no question. <laughs> yeah. You guys are Haim. And they're like, oh, yeah, we are. Did anybody <laughs> not dress up or was there a dress up required? Uh, out of 350 people, eight people 
didn't dress up, and it was because they were new friends that I recently met, and they didn't know that it was a costume party. Oh, okay. I wasn't clear in my oh, my verbal invitation. And I know this from personal experience. If you have, if there's questions in your mind, yeah. if it's a costume party or not a costume party, <laughs> err on the side of not costume party. Yeah. Just trust me on that yeah. one. <laughs> I'd rather be embarrassed in that direction. So, who, who's your buddy? The guy dressed as a lion with weird face paint. <laughs> Get it? We're all in the blue man group. That's uh... <laughs> is, 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 does your buddy have a skin condition? He's got blue. He's got smudges of blue paint. All he's something blue. Is that some kind of medication on his face? Yeah. He always does this at Labor Day parties. It's just yeah. his thing. <laughs> all right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so this one actually, I got to give a little hat tip to our to our buddy Andy Barron who who, who sent this along to me. Uh, 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 this was originally about six weeks ago. We reported that Olive Garden was going to sell a limited about a thousand. Uh, passes for a never-ending pasta and breadsticks uh, that you can purchase for $100. And you could go to Olive Garden for a period of six weeks and eat all the pasta and breadsticks you want. That contest ends this weekend. Or it's not a contest. That that promotion ends this weekend. So a 1,000 people have been making trips uh, to Olive Garden to enjoy as much as they can. Well, a pastor in North Carolina has made national headlines uh, because he's claimed that for he's one of the lucky owners of the thousand dollar of the one hundred dollar all you can eat pasta pass, and he claims to have eaten at Olive Garden every day, twice a day for the entirety of the campaign. So far, it's over ninety five meals at his local Olive Garden. Did he say how much weight he's gained? Yeah. yeah, this is a shocking this, and I don't know if I believe him. He's a pastor. He says he's gained no weight. Okay, then he's already four hundred pounds. You know, yeah, they can't be. Yeah, it just can't. He's be. just hit the point where you're not gaining anymore. I mean, right, this is what you do to a survive. southern pastor is most likely already incredibly <laughs> large. He was already meeting oh, parishioners there every day, anyways. Yeah. I mean, his his diet is half breadstick anyway. So all all the goodwill you built up last week just got exploded. <laughs> goodwill. Oh, when I was the, yelling the, the pastor, at l- listeners. Oh. The pastor told the 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 local news station there. I would love to be the person that's eaten the most out of the one thousand people. You know, it'd be good to win. Uh, it'd be a good contest to win. Yeah, there is no contest. Yeah, I no contest. Reference. And no also keeping score. Also, in his Bible, gluttony is not a sin anymore. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, he said that means he's probably gotten the most value. He sees it as just being a good consumer. He's gotten the most valuable value out of the card out of anyone in the United States uh, because he's eaten well over $1,500 worth of pasta up to this point. Oh, he God. said but when he goes into his local <laughs> when he goes into his local Olive Garden to get his free pasta and breadsticks at lunch and at dinner every oh. single day, he said that they treat him like a celebrity, and he feels like he knows what it's like to be a Hollywood star now. <laughs> That because that's what it's like. Oh. It's being known, if, well if, known at the Olive Garden. If Ernest taught Garden. us anything, yeah, it's yeah. My goodness, you know what's interesting yeah. is I I also saw this story and I saw that sales of Pepto Bismol <laughs> in his area were spiked <laughs> recently, and, and, sp- and laxatives because he's right. had no fiber. Right, it's no just fiber. pure carbs. Just pure. See, even I mean, that's another dumb point. But like, just spending that much time in an Olive Garden, you know, who actually <laughs> would benefit you doing with your life? Like two hours a day, just sitting in that. Who, place. You know, who would benefit from carving up that much is your it's Joe with his underground jogging fraternity. <laughs> yeah, he needs to carve. Maybe <laughs> he, he needs to carve up. Maybe that's why he's not at home. Maybe he's maybe he's maybe the pastor's part of this club. You ask. Yeah. Uh, you it's ask all connected. Joe, you ask Joe about that. I guarantee you, he just goes really like. 
ashen and just walks away from you. He won't even talk about the Olive Garden all you can eat thing. There's a lot to that. Yeah, th- there's something going on there. I like I said, I know it involves adult beverages, and from what I understand, nudity, which is why I don't want to get into more details. What on earth? I don't know. You really I don't. Hope you open Joe's fridge one day, and there's just stacks of to-go boxes from Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you have, Joy? Um, okay, so uh, my slice was sent to me on Twitter from Robo Steve, and even though it's from 2013, yeah, don't trust that guy. <laughs> it's actually from 1978. Even better, I picked this because it seriously was so fascinating. Um, because I feel like there's been times where I've tried to like turn technology off for a month at a time and just kind of go dark and different things. And you, and and you miss stuff, but um, this group of scientists were in Siberia and they were flying over like in an area where there literally would be no humans. And they discovered a family of six back in the seventies. And there's only one person still remaining, but when they found them back in the, in the seventies, there was six of them and they had been there for 40 years and they didn't know about world war two. They, like, didn't know that, like, people had landed on the moon yet. And they, and they, like, even struggled with it. They were like, no way a man's been on the moon. But when they were told that, like, um, that we had satellites and stuff, they totally believed that because they were like, oh, yeah, there was a time where we, we, saw, um, we saw stars starting to go way quicker. And so they could, like, accept that. They were, like, blown away by cellophane. They were like, oh, my, cellophane. It's like glass that crumples. <laughs> It was like all this stuff that they like, they, they really didn't believe some things like World War II and landing on the moon, but then other things. Joy, I'm in fear were, of asking you follow-up questions about this, but how did they get out there? What, how did they survive? Here's the thing, Eddie. The article was really long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As I knew this might hit a roadblock. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Just tell us exactly what you know. I more towards the conversation of like what the people missed. It was mind-boggling to me that like, you know, they, I don't know how they got out there. But they were discovered, and then they were, you know, had interesting conversations. So I'm going to wrap this up to say, uh, what have you guys missed? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <joy. laughs> wow. So we're just... <laughs> that's how you did it. I love that. <laughs> so what have you guys missed? There's so much mystery right now, Joy. Like, <laughs> when was the last time you guys went to Siberia? Yeah. That's my question. So what are some crazy things that like you wouldn't believe? That was great, Joy. <laughs> Did you guys know about World War II? Uh, no? Okay. <laughs> Jesse, the, um, the guy ate 95 it. meals at Olive Garden. <laughs> 95 <laughs> meals. Even if you can't. I haven't oh. eaten 95 – I don't think I've even eaten 95 plates of pasta, let alone <laughs> in a Olive lifetime. Garden in my lifetime. Yeah. He that said, guy. There's something. Adding on to the quote that you said, he said, I would love to be the person that ate the most of the 1,000 people. That would be a good contest to win. Then he says, because that means I got the most value out of the card of anyone in the United States. No, he did not try yeah. to frame yeah. it with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, again, again, my favorite part about this, in no way is this a contest. There is no scorecard. There is not right. saying we're giving a thousand passes to people for a hundred dollars to see who can eat the most Olive Garden. That was never part right. of There's this. There's only losers and just other other people that are losers. But yeah, they, they are not losers, the, but like nobody wins this. Pasta, yeah. salad, bread, and Coca Cola drinks. So all included. 
Pasta, salad, bread, and Coca-Cola drinks. Uh, 95 95 meals. That's the thing I can't wrap my head around. If you could say to me, if you could say to me. That's 95 hours in an Olive Garden. 95 hours. You can't get those hours back. Even if he went quick and did a half hour. Plus, who has that kind of time? I mean, what's he? Is he having meetings there? He's driving over. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He Bob. can't have a like family. He didn't have kids, right? No, he's a he's a pastry looking dude. I mean, he's like yeah. sixty five looking. But if I was the past, I would just be like, "Hey guys, listen, <laughs> what we're going to do a staff meeting. Meet you at Olive Garden." <laughs> yeah, we'll meet you at the O. Well, you know, I'll be <laughs> the, there. The OG. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would just come in with my laptop and set up shop. I would be. I would be like, "Listen, you guys are just going to need to go ahead and get Wi-Fi because I'm going to be in here a hundred hours." Well, you know, by the like the 80th time you walked in, he did this. He's like walking in, high fiving the hostess, and he knows the waiters' names. Yeah, they're you all know, like they're walking him through the kitchen. He's probably Mr. Popular. Yeah, that's a nice say, feeling. Say, say, the, say that this was a contest and that there was some sort of prize at the end. Okay, let's say let's say the prize is a thousand. The prize, the prize, literally is diabetes. Mm-hmm. That's what the prize. <laughs> you, is. Get I think you two. made that joke the first time too. Congratulations! Gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, <laughs> the adult onset diabetes. Congratulations, you Yay, win. You win. <laughs> Lifetime insulin. Insulin needle. Oh my goodness! The whole thing was underwritten by the insulin pharmaceutical companies <laughs> trying to create new customers. Yeah. But Drive even up demand. If this were a contest, there's no way I could even get close to 95 trips to the Olive Garden. Even if I was just eating the salad, because that salad is basically salad dressing soup. Yeah. So can we, of, can we, yeah, are I we agree. in agreement there? Oh, totally like agree. they take the salad bowl and they dump it in a vat of dressing and shake it up before it goes back into the bowl. It's, it's like their salad is soaking. I'm not saying it's bad salad, but it's not salad I'm going to eat every day for 100 straight days. How long do you think it would That's t- why it's called soup or salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the ampersand. It's, soup, it's and. soup and salad. Soup and soup. It's soup. <laughs> How soup, ER, soup. Uh, soup or salad. It's a super, super salad. salad. <laughs> um, uh, 95 hours. Think about it in this terms. 40-hour work week. So oh. over the course of six weeks, you're spending two and a half weeks at the Olive Garden. But you're you're just assuming that Olive he spent Garden. an hour there. He could have spent much longer. That's on, true. That's if true. he's if he's double dipping, if he's I mean he's, he's yeah. not having a time. He might have told a double shift, lunch and dinner in one day. Just yeah. keeps hanging out there. Opens up his Golden laptop. Corral style. You just kind of go th- blend the meals. Just stay for the whole span. <laughs> now, did these also count for maybe curbside? I wonder if he did any takeout. I think they probably in the fine print is like because people would do that. They mm-hmm. so they want to limit it, and, and it's could, not likely you're going to come and sit down as much. So it's limited uh, to in, in restaurant only. Mm-hmm. And there, one website had and maybe Chad. I'll find this to you and send it to you. There's an animated GIF of him that we can put this on the podcast episode page. When you see him, <laughs> there's one of him taking a bite, and I'm going to explain while I'm doing it here. He takes a bite of something that looks like pasta and a meatball. He closes his eyes and shakes his head like approvingly, savoring it. <laughs> <laughs> this was shot like ninety days in. Okay? 90 days and in. So, had just so had it for lunch. What, what this news story is insinuating that every bite is so freaking good that he can barely believe it. <laughs> <laughs> for ninety five meals. Like literally, it's him taking a bite, closing the eyes, and just mmm, 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 mmm. Olive. What garden. do you think it would take to explain to Joy's mythical desert family? Like this entire Olive Garden thing, like to like, what would they have to understand that under uh, Olive Garden pasta, endless amounts of it? They don't even understand what a garden is. They don't. No, they had a garden. That's what they saw. That from the helicopter, they saw a garden. What? Because they had cleared away some of the trees, and it was the only place in Siberia that. Have you been reading more of the articles since (laughs) we've been talking? (laughs) We just had thirty minutes on Olive Garden. So, do we know who they are? 
where they came from? Um, nope. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Listen, you can check out During My Slice and then give us a little bit more. Maybe I'm going to pepper her it slice throughout the, the show. Impetus. The title was so grabby. I mean, it was written up by the Smithsonian, so that's obviously a credible source. And yeah, that's it. Good. Good, Good Joy. <laughs> Good, Joy. Good. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Eddie? Well, I haven't read this, but um, the <laughs> title of it was really interesting. Um, no, I too soon, <laughs> too soon. Um, so I thought this was interesting. One of your Man thoughts dies of heart attack at Olive Garden. Let's see what this story's about. Breaking, <laughs> just yeah, breaking. So I was curious uh, because Man loses foot at Olive Garden. <laughs> right, I don't know what it's about, but that's that's all I've gotten. Uh, so a church youth director has been banned from being a lunchtime volunteer. Um, Laura, uh, it doesn't matter. I don't need to do their names. Laura, the principal at a middle school in Oregon. Uh, informed this youth director. His name is Tim. He's a youth director at a church, um, Salem Heights Church. And I looked up the church and read about them. They seem like a, a normal, nice church. I listened to half of one of their sermons. And so I want to, because you don't know if it's like a real fringe church, like maybe it makes the story. Yeah, you uh, hear snakes rattling in the background. You uh, Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's a very nice church. He seems like a very nice man. Uh, but he was told that he was not allowed to come back as a volunteer for the remainder of the school year. The reason this happened is because uh, this, this youth director, Tim, just shut up. <laughs> this youth director, uh, Tim, uh, would come and sit in the lunchroom and was having a conversation with a group of kids. And it's kind of like like um, a lot of like youth young director. Life. This is what Young Life yeah. does. And so I was yeah. curious about this. So he came and he sat down and there's a conversation. And apparently um, he had had a traumatic experience that he had lost – uh, a child a few years earlier. And so they were having a conversation about this traumatic experience. And um, he kind of posed the question, like, what do you think happens if all of a sudden, you know, like he's like, what's your eternity kind of question? Um, and uh, somebody asked him about Jesus and he kind of deferred the question to another kid at the table that was like in his youth group and a part of the youth group. Um and so there's kind of this like moment happening at the table that's not like super deep, but he's kind of deflecting it because he knows he's not allowed to yeah, like straight up. Yeah. Right. Uh, a, a student, um, young woman who is an eighth grader who is atheist wrote a, uh, uh, wrote a letter to the principal basically saying like, I felt really uncomfortable by this. Um, and he has since been kicked out of the school. And so that's kind of the whole story. The rest of the story is actually a back and forth between he said this and she said this. Um, and at first blush, I wasn't uh, like uh, – it, it was like, oh, yeah, I could see that happening. But I was also a little bit surprised that this doesn't happen more often. Like I would think like I, as a Young Life leader, I have been in – I've gone to like the lunchroom a million times and you hang out with kids and you have conversations it's, about it's stuff. basically your olive garden. <laughs> it is my olive garden. <laughs> 95 times I have been there just hanging out. The um, same nutritional value too. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I I guess he feels like a celebrity with all the lunch ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe this isn't uh, as interesting for you guys, but like I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's a bummer that he got kicked out of the lunchroom. But then I started thinking deeper about it. I'm like, is it a, a little weird that he was allowed to be there in the first place? Basically, like just like, hey, go ahead, Christian representative. Because if he's allowed, wouldn't any yeah. religious organization in a public school, in theory, be allowed to go and go and hang out in the lunchroom and talk to kids. And yeah. even if he's deflecting, it's still clear 
like why he's there and why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and so I was just kind of torn about that. And uh, there are I, I, smart people listening, so I wanted to know what you guys thought. I, f- I feel about religious liberties in America that we need – as Christians, I mean we need to live in two, two postures. One, this isn't a Christian country and we're not like the religion, right? Mm-hmm. We're a religiously free country. And do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And so, you know, if you're not okay with other religions having the exact same exposure, access, uh, decrees, whatever that you want your Christian, you know, religion to mm-hmm. have, if you're not okay with every religion having the same opportunity, then we really don't have a right to impose our will on others. That's yeah. that's kind of as a Christian, the separation of church and state. I mean, as long as our religious freedoms are protected and we're treated no better or worse than any other religion or mm-hmm. non-religion, um, you know, that's all we can ask from our government. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we have no right to ask for more than that. Um, this whole thing of taking prayer out of schools or whatever, well, what if, like, your kid had to go to public school and have a Buddhist prayer given every morning? Uh, okay, you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they say, how about this? Let's make this a neutral location, and you guys can do what you want to do personally or outside of this neutral. This is a safe place where nobody's going to impose their views on other kids. Yeah. I I understand it and respect it. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, But I also do think there is something to think about when you say, like, we're not a Christian country. In theory, yes, but we were founded on principles that oftentimes line up with Scripture, and you look at other countries that are run in a different manner. And there's a reason like our country functions pretty good. I mean, like I'm from Michigan and Detroit, they're trying to get Sharia law in order. So it's like, Mm. you gotta, you gotta say, well, what were we founded on? Are we going to let these certain things happen? But I do agree with both of you that in schools, it it is this kind of thing. If we let one thing, then you kind of have to let other things. I I believe we were founded on religious freedom, number one. And number two, I mean, if you look at the founding fathers, they were deists. They weren't necessarily Christians. And so, yeah. the, so the idea, but the principles. Yeah, the, I mean, well, you look at you know the what's good to great or one of his books. He, I heard him talking, and it's like everything he says about how to make a company run well. I'm like, those are all biblical principles. Absolutely. So whether you want to call it biblical or not, our right. country was founded on those things. But again, I think it comes back to it's not a Christian country. I mean, there that, that nowhere in our yeah. Founding, but we were founded on. You know, uh, that there is a God under God. It is in our, you know, you know, I mean, I believe that our country's, I believe that our country is founded on the basis that God gives us a moral, a moral compass and, you know, mm-hmm. and like that we need to align with that. But that applies to people of the Jewish faith, the Islamic faith, mm-hmm. they, that there is a moral compass because you believe in a deity. Um, I think yeah. I mean, we're we're not we're not a theocracy. You know what I mean? Like we we, we, we use yeah. Sure, there are biblical moral principles that are applicable to the way we're governed, but it's not a theological principles. You know, like it's like that story that was coming out of Oklahoma where they had the they have the marble big monument to the Ten Commandments out on the state courthouse, and a, and a local group of Satanists have constructed this massive monument right. of Satan with children walking up and marble children walking up to Satan to get advice. And they're going to put that on the, the courthouse lawn as the, as a way of saying, you know, semi seriously of, look, if you can do it, then anybody should be able to like, it just, it just becomes a slippery slope. Right. But is that, I mean, is that really all that wrong? I guess that's kind of like, 
No, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying like if you allow, if you give preference to one religion, which is clearly, you know, not something that is should the 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 constitution appears to allow then it but if you start doing that giving preference to one religion then other religions are going to want the same type of treatment as mm-hmm. they should uh you know in in principle yeah and then that that's when that's when things start to get a little blurry i think that's what yeah. just surprised me that like i was like man yeah young life and youth directors and like just blatantly christian people have been able to do this for so long I, i'm like i'm surprised that this hasn't been a thing and this isn't this is, it, you know, here's the deal. I mean, we're a democracy. So if that community is a predominantly Christian community and they... That's a good point. You know, and they want to have Christian values kind of in their government and in their town and in yeah, their schools, then the democracy in action, that'll reflect the community. Yeah. You know, and, and if it's a more liberal community, it's going to... And then move to the place that reflects... I mean, just get involved. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm not. I don't believe that we should, you know, remove faith from government at all. I, at all, I think that people of of faith and conviction should should lead and lead boldly. Mm-hmm. And if you go outside the will of the people, then the people have the right to speak and remove you. I mean, the the issue is doing others as you'd have them doing to you. And and if we're gonna stick a Ten Commandments you know, in front of a, a government building, then we need to be okay with other religions having artifacts displayed as well. Yeah, yeah. even I, if they're a minority. Yeah, like, as even, it reflects even, the yeah. populace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because I am, but then I don't want somebody who is, you know, coming in talking to my daughters in the lunchroom. I feel like I, I'm just really torn about it because I feel like that should just be a really safe space where they're not having to make. But at the I same agree. time, uh, like Young Life changed my life and yeah. I've been a part of it in other kids' lives. And I would hate to see that just disappear it's a but but as a parent like if a local like imam and i'm not trying to i'm just saying someone from another a, a, a right. religious leader from another faith that that you don't you know agree with their mm-hmm. theological outlook on things right if if the tables were turned and someone of another and a leader from another faith was talking to your children right. in the lunchroom would you still have the same comfort level i, I would not i'd be furious right. I, like i but but it's but it would but i'd be super torn i'm torn just like i am now because i would like respect the the right to be able, I guess, to do that, but at the same time, I would be I would be crushed that that was the the influence of of my girls. I, I wouldn't want my kids to go my kid to go to a school where you know religions are just wandering around the lunch rooms, you know, trying to mm-hmm. pluck off kids and recruit them. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I wouldn't. Right? And, and I so, like, either. and then I go, well, then if what's good for the goose, good for the gander. I mean, we can't ask for preferential treatment. And you know, maybe yeah. maybe we need to rethink our strategy of of youth outreach, kinda, and not use public schools as as a re- recruiting yeah. place. And I think more and more, like they're going to public events, at, like like people are like, like Olive Gardens. Pastors are just buying up, <laughs> yeah, just hanging out there. Uh, you Go know. with your dollars, you know, Christians. Fill the Olive Gardens <laughs> and just wander table to table. <laughs> yeah, we take back the Olive Gardens. Let's follow this example. <laughs> of this guy in. in He's been staked out there for nearly a hundred days, people. All He's of putting it. his health and his life at risk. Yeah, so we'll go take it back. We're gonna take it back. Take back Olive Garden. You know, <laughs> Jesus spent uh, a night in, in an Olive Garden once. An Olive Garden. So, oh wow, that was sim- symbolically. He was saying to us, Almighty. "Go and do forth as I have." Do forth in the Olive Garden. Go, go forth. Yeah. This is what happened to Jesus after the Olive Garden experience. Hey, I mean. 
we can't control that. We're Olive Garden Incorporated. We just what happens in our walls is what matters. It's a safe place. It's a safe, it's a safe place. place. But once you leave the Olive once Garden, leave, if you get the diabetes, it's not our fault. Should have gotten the super salad. Hey, Joy. Any update? Any any chance you know how the family got there in the or desert? Who they are? Yes, and this actually ties right into what we were talking about. Good. Um, is that there was persecution of Christians. Um, the fun, like Russian Orthodox, that sect back in the twenties, and the main guy who led his family into the wilderness, he, his brother was shot right in front of him. So during that persecution, um, they decided to flee and escape to Siberia. So that's there's your answer. And yet, if you listen to last week's show, American Christians think they're the most persecuted people in the world. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hmm. And countries that don't have a separative tr- separation of church and state, I mean, they have a pretty good track record, so I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've been off for a while. Hmm. A little rusty. A little rusty. What do you have, Calvin? Calvin, let me just say this. I don't want to put extra pressure on <laughs> Yeah, you. I don't want to put pressure. Everyone has been waiting for this. <laughs> people <laughs> like, like, people cannot wait. They, they, their hopes are incredibly high right now. Like this is the highlight of people's week. They probably fast forwarded to this point. Yeah, you remember? I, you know how like you remember things incredibly fondly. Yeah, yeah. like dumb and you dumb only two. remember the good. Right. You don't remember the bad. Right. People have built up. Man, if only Calvin would come back. Right. The, the, the what he would bring to the show. Now we they miss, have it. We miss one him more. So you much. know what I actually heard from a lot of people was, and this isn't to put pressure on you. I'm yeah, just no, 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 relaying no. honestly what I've heard. Yeah, no pressure. They said. If Calvin meets my high, my incredibly high expectations, yeah. I am planning to go to the Cloak and Dapper weekend opening this weekend and spend a tremendous amount of money. If, That's yeah. what if. I've heard. Crazy. That's what they're saying. Right? That's the buzz, the scuttlebutt. Because I need. But Calvin, when the pressure yeah. builds, mm. just remember like five minutes ago when I did my slice, and then you'll feel good. <laughs> no, that was a really good slice. But see, you, Joy, have the opportunity of redemption next week. This is a one and done for Calvin. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. it. This is the high note that he has we to leave while. everybody. Hey, Amber Stan rests on this. We Go never ahead. know when you're going to show back I up. I feel a little bit like J.J. Abrams, the Star Wars Seven, right now. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the pressure is huge. All right, everybody, Calvin Kearley. It's time for the Calvin slice. slice. Well, you know when you read stories, uh, <laughs> sometimes something <laughs> just kind of hits you. It's like a process piece. Uh, <laughs> like people missing World War Two. Right. Right. Uh, so this this one just it was interesting to me. Halloween was last week, uh, and earlier this week, so it didn't happen on Halloween night. But earlier this week in uh, Northern California, a father was sorting through his eight year old daughter's Halloween candy, you know, into the bag and stuff, looking for razors um, and stuff. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Magnets. fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, he found <laughs> free razor. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive. Harry's dot com. <laughs> <laughs> You no, are, I mean, hey, not to make light, but does that ever happen? Is that just an urban? Rumor? It was like in the eighties. Jesse, you're going to get a thousand school. tweets of like news stories of like poison. Dude, like in the in the eighties, like it was like some weirdo did it, and then for like two or three or five years, parents would take bags of candy to like the hospital to get them x-rayed totally and then then you my parents did not care enough to do that they were like dive in hey, there are no razors <laughs> in this candy but it is does have radiation so enjoy it yeah uh so this father was hey, sorting you're through. not gonna have your esophagus slit open but you have but, cancer right in 20 Hi-oh. in 29 to 30 years yeah, you're gonna die you, of cancer yeah it'll yeah. kill you a lot more slowly than the razor but no razors but, like the first, sure. i heard i heard it was an apple First off, anyone who's handing out apples, that should be a red flag right there. If someone's got a big, like, box of apples that they're giving to children, I'm not really feeling comfortable there. Unless you live in, like, orchard country or something, maybe. What was the best uh, candy y'all got this year? 
There was a house in my neighborhood giving out bags of uh, Cheetos. I thought that was brilliant. They were also giving out cotton candy. It. They had a cotton candy machine, and yep. they were yeah. We had a house that wow. rented a magician, and he was doing street magic in front of the house. Did he have a shirt, uh, his hat that said magic on it? Is that how you knew? It was? No, it was, I was confused what he was doing because oh. he didn't have the hat on. Oh, yeah. he was, well, he his had, job wasn't uh, you know relegated. It would helped to 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 a logo on his hat, so it was very confusing. I'll tell you the worst was there's a guy in our neighborhood, and he's like nice enough dude, but uh, like he was just standing out, and he just had a handful of candy. Nope. And I was like, oh, great, thanks. I'll give it to the girls. And I just was like, pocketed and trashed. Like, <laughs> Please tell I, me when you reached out to grab it from his hand, he just grabbed your wrist for a minute and said, take me with you. <laughs> Help me. The candy was a little moist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the chocolate's all melted. I require asylum in your country. It's like, have you ever asked for, to borrow a piece of gum from someone and they reach in their pocket and they pull it out oh. and you're like, this is warm, but I asked you for it, and you gave it to <laughs> And me. you're looking right at me. And, you, and like, I kind of, I'm like, I'll, if I put it in my pocket, it's going to be weird. Why would I have asked the gum if I'm just going to put it in my pocket? I'm going to eat this gum right now, and when I put it in my mouth, it's going to be the temperature of your body. Yeah. And it's going to be awkward for both of us, but it's too late. I'm in too deep. Yep. And there's yeah. little pieces of raw denim all over it, Ew. but you just go with it. Raw sewage denim. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Selvage. Sorry. That, that, Sauvage. That, that, the hope, second thing is, worse this helps that, out your is when company. you sit in a seat that someone was just sitting in, and you're like, this is a little too warm. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate like, body I was heat. expecting it to be a little warm. And you warm. know, it's, it's, it's butt heat. That's the no, thing. It's, it's like just, you're thinking of why it's warm. Yeah, what it's, made it warm? It's just too intimate. <laughs> Just too, yeah, wanna, it's, 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 it's just unpleasant. I don't want to feel it's, that part of your warmth. No, no, no. If only there was a way to harness our butt heat for the better good of people. <laughs> the family in Siberia, that's how they sleep, is yeah. uh, rear to rear. Butt rear to, to rear. And it's yeah, almost yeah. like a fire, a campfire right in the middle. Yep. Yeah. The, and they all actually down a can of beans before they go to bed. Because, you know, sometimes. Jeez, <laughs> they get cold. Because that's all they have in Siberia is right, beans, beans and an olive garden. And, and an olive garden. And, right. Vodka. So, Joe is actually in that family, by the way. There's no way he wasn't part of that family. Keep going. So the father's rifling through his eight-year-old daughter's bag of candy, checking it for various razors and apples. And he finds a small baggie. Uh, <laughs> and chocolate that's at the temperature of body heat. <laughs> so gross. Hey, don't eat this one. This one came out of somebody's pocket. I can tell. That is he has m- a small little thermometer. He's shoving it in the Tootsie Roll. There was another family that rented Jeremiah's Italian Ice. Oh. And they had employees... Dishing it out, and they were doing ice cream. You live in a nice neighborhood. We were pumped up by fun size because usually a lot of the folks in our neighborhood are giving out like the Hershey's Kisses or like the pink Tootsie Rolls that are kind of like the off brand that are the and they give you one single M and M's. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) here it is, just guy giving you like a little handful of candy. There were people that would go to White Hills, which was like even if they didn't live in White Hills, but they would go to that neighborhood just to get the king size candy bars. Yeah, you can't leave your neighborhood. People go to your neighborhood. Oh, yeah, no. Our neighborhood is a like destination. A yeah. yeah, yeah. The the there was one house a couple of down that Cohen talks about. He loved this. He walked up. There's two buckets, and the and the mom said, "Would you like candy or a Play-Doh or both?" Gave kids the choice, and that was the biggest thing yeah. to him. And he chose Play-Doh. Not Play-Doh is so fun. Wait, she yeah. gave the option of both. Yeah, and he chose and he Play-Doh? chose Play-Doh, and that's what I said. He's like, I have enough candy. I wanted Play-Doh. And I was like, Wow, don't break that. That's a good part of his heart. I that's a good. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. You were right. saying? Back to your slice. Well, so the old guy had his hand out with Play-Doh in it. And he just, <laughs> <laughs> He's just squeezing it. And then he pulls you in. in he's hand. like, that's not Play-Doh. <laughs> 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 
Alvin. <laughs> he, he crafted candy and, or Play-Doh into the shape of yeah. candy. Yeah. Yeah, I just made a, a, a big ball of Starburst here. <laughs> so hopefully you guys are a fan. Here's a baseball-sized Starburst. It's so moldy because of my sweaty hands. Here you go. It's all the flavors in one. Well, that'll last you all year. <laughs> well, or unless you're this pastor, and that's mm, just going to be... At least 95, yeah, no. 94 days. Yeah. And the first bite, the pastor just goes... Savoring a Starburst ball. Savoring a Starburst ball molded with hand sweat. <laughs> Which is basically mm-hmm. the meatballs mm-hmm. at Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen them make meatballs? There's a lot of hand sweat in there. <laughs> oh, oh. I, think that's the, I think that's also the dressing. I think it's the salad dressing as well. Yeah, you, oh. you, you, it doesn't cook out. <laughs> meatballs are an unpleasant thing to watch being prepared. The sound of meatballs being made. <laughs> it's like the Just number one reason there. I leave went vegan. <laughs> the, the, the sound of meatballs being made with that raw hamburger dough is enough for me never want to eat meatball again. And but, I like meatballs, but yeah. you see them get made once and you hear, the sound never leaves your head. <laughs> so hopefully you guys like this paragraph because you're hearing it again. Uh, so in Northern California, a father sorting through his eight-year-old daughter's Halloween candy. <sighs> and he found a small baggie containing what? He Containing meth. Oh, so they think the police think the incident was isolated. They didn't find any other reports of baggies of course, of who's going to report it? Uh, kids right. Are, uh, but, kids are running through the fields. They're not going to report it. Um, <laughs> I love Halloween. I have a few issues. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a golden god. All the parents think it's a, <laughs> the world's worst sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did she have? I don't know. A couple Tootsie Rolls, some this Starburst, big old Starburst ball, ball, and, and yeah. some meth. She should have been all right. Uh, so first of all, I have a problem with the word baggy. I mean, there's never a good connotation of the word baggy. No, like, when is baggy? Hold on, hold on. Have, have you ever worn thing? sweatpants that were baggy? Have you ever that gone? Have wonderful... you ever gone into the Gap and looked at the denim wall? Yeah. And what what jeans are there always more than you need of like, sewage ones? Baggy. Yeah. Like no one ever buys the baggy. Yeah. I'm not. You don't ever want someone to hand you a baggy of anything. I had a baggy shirt on when I was vanilla ice on Halloween. But you right. mean like the it's little, the little, like, little thin sandwich baggies? Yeah, like they're always filled. You with know, cocaine. meth bags. You know, yeah, 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 meth bag. Um, yeah, so so we, that's what we call. Them. So this story bothered me with the whole baggy thing, and I was going to do like a slice about the baggy, but uh, <laughs> the the story and actually got me thinking. <laughs> it got me thinking. I don't know you were going in the right direction, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I decided to put the brakes on the whole baggy thing. Yeah, no, no. Because it got me thinking. Um, oh, did it? You're finding a bag of meth in your Halloween candy. Right. That's pretty bad. Right. But what could possibly be worse than right. finding a baggie of meth in your Halloween candy? Right. So I feel like here are the top five things yeah. that are worse than finding a baggie <laughs> yeah. of meth in your Halloween candy. Um, so uh, the number five thing that's worse than finding a baggie of meth in your Halloween candy. <laughs> that's worse uh, a, a DVD copy of Nicolas Cage is left behind. I think <laughs> yeah. that would be that would be the worst. It'd be pretty bad. Yeah. The Chinese bootleg, right? DVD, which we already have in our Halloween candy. Right. You know, uh, someone's going to send us a copy of that when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you just know We're, it. Somebody's going to send us the movie poster for our new studio. Probably. Yeah. There's there's oh just gosh. no way. Uh, number four, Ebola. Oh, okay. Be, yeah. That would that be would, worse. Yeah. It would be worse. That yeah. would be much worse. Uh, number three, 
the Blu-ray copy of Nicolas Cage's Left Eye. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. It's non-widescreen. Why do you even make? Why do they even make those? Right. <laughs> I prefer to watch all my movies on the vertical orientation of the iPhone, the, that perspective. <laughs> Just shop off the sides, please. I'm only interested in what's happening in the middle of the screen. Right. Uh, <laughs> the number two thing to find in your Halloween candy, worse than a baggie of meth, uh, basically, anything that's Canadian, any of that Canadian candy. Oh, remember? <laughs> that stuff's just. When they sent us that box of Canadian yeah, candy. Yeah, that stuff is just. But here's the deal they sent us weird ones because I've been in Canada a few times in the last year, mm-hmm. and there's some good Canadian candy. There Usually it's maple based. Maple. Yeah, a lot of maple stuff. Yeah. But you got to really like maple. The Canadian candy they sent us, there was a couple of. There was a maple one that was good, but there were. It was mostly weird, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But that does not speak for all of Canada. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So there's a we're, few we're, we're weirdos. We're in a place where we're trying to win back our Canadian there's listeners. There's a few so weird things we're... in Canada, <laughs> yeah. but it's <laughs> like this. It's kind of like the the Rob Bell feedback. It's the vocal minority mm-hmm. that we know about from Canada that's weird. Right. The mm-hmm. silent majority of Canada not weird. Mm-hmm. No, no, just fine. The I silent wanna... majority of candy from Canada. Yeah. I want to just tell all Canadians out there. I will learn your anthem your and sing it by the end of the year on air. Oh, will wow. you? Wow, that's wow. nice. That's really good. Yeah, it's like, right? no. Yeah, That'll be a jingle. That'll be the whole thing. <laughs> uh, the number one worse than a baggie of meth thing to find. I'm good at sentence structure, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The number one Cold worst. Dapperin. The number one worst thing <laughs> to find in your Halloween. I don't know anymore. Number one. Uh, and I. And by the way, I wrote this last night before we recorded this. The number one thing worse than a baggie of meth, an Olive Garden gift card. Or a pass, an Olive Garden pass. For that's what. And I did think uh, briefly about some of the best things that you could find in your Halloween candy. Mm -hmm. Better Uh, than a bag of meth. Better than a bag of meth. So I wanted to think of it both sides. Um, An I voted sticker. <laughs> We're so into voting now, so that we? you don't have to like go through the whole like you know. Oh, you have to do You actually have to vote, but you, you look like a good person. Post on Facebook. Yeah, oh. and um, <laughs> did you like the guy? I, I mean, the guy who gave out the stickers like stood there and like made sure my ballot went all the way through before he would release the sticker to yeah, me. Yeah, the stickers yeah. are real. I thing. mean, he was like that was giving out gold. Or you could do a new batch of stickers that was I voted question mark. And you could give them out in the beginning of the line. They really need to put a little hashtag or a website on that sticker because everybody Instagrams it. It feels like they're just yeah, missing a, like some sort of marketing opportunity. But have you noticed like every town, every city, every precinct has different stickers? Yeah. Shouldn't we standardize them? Because yeah. I have a li- I had a little sticker mm-hmm. with a little flag. It was tasteful. It was tucked mm-hmm. in. It was about the size of a Lacoste, a Lacoste logo. Was that but oval it's state run. It was oval. state run elections probably. That maybe that's why. It was little. Oh, but no, point. no. But then some, somebody from Tampa posted their picture and like oh. it was this huge two inch diameter circle. I voted sticker. Mm-hmm. How come Tampa they would. get? How come they get to Classic yell Tampa. and shout? You're, you're saying yeah, they should Tampa. be like stamps, like federally regulated adhesive. I mean, what else is your director of elections doing all year long? Just, just yeah. Is, Tam- is Tampa like the Texas of Florida? Tampa's the armpit of Florida. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, I, I'm just from, lost some Tampa I, listeners. Well, I'm from there, so I can actually say <laughs> it is the worst. Do people <laughs> swim in jeans there, or is that just my experience? Go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are they doing? Are they hipsters, or are they just people who no, swim in clothes? No, that's like a classy Saturday down by the causeway. <laughs> Is going swimming in your jeans. There is seriously so many beaches down by the causeway where, like, like you just pull off the highway real quick and you're on a beach and you'll just see people hanging out. And then there's cars 
20 feet away driving at 65 miles an hour down the road and they are just out sunning in a beer barge at, uh, in Tampa. Tampa is the worst. That's it. Next. <laughs> I've had that inside for a long time. That to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tampa, the worst. I think you should record the podcast at an Olive Garden in Tampa. <laughs> that would be, that would, that's end times. <laughs> okay, number yeah. four, th- better thing better than finding a baggie. There was only one more better thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a top five, but there were two things on the list. Uh, no, I did a top five of the worst, and there were two better things. Okay. Yeah. And the number one better thing than finding a baggie of meth was the VHS copy of Kirk Cameron's <laughs> Left Behind. <laughs> two baggies of meth. <laughs> two baggies No of whistle meth. needed. No, that was, that was gold. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, the Nick Walenda recap. It's happening. It's here. At long last. I'm on the edge. You're listening to the Postal Service. The song is Such Great Heights. There you go. I see. See what you're doing. Well, this week's feature segment is brought to you by NatureBox. With snacks that you can feel good about, NatureBox is a subscription service that offers the ability to discover and enjoy delicious and nutritious snacks on a monthly basis. Rather than picking up something while grocery shopping, have your smart snacks conveniently sent right to your door at home or to your office. We get them here, and they are delicious Parmesan garlic pop pops, barbecue kettle kernel, sun-dried tomato garlic kale chips, French vanilla almond granola, sourdough cheddar pretzels, blueberry nom-noms. That's the sort of stuff you get. Savory or sweet, anything you want. They're all snacks you can feel good about. Join NatureBox today and get a free sample of some of their most loved snacks. Just go to naturebox.com slash relevant to start your free trial. The free trial includes four sampler snacks, one full-size snack, and just two bucks to ship it. It's time to get snacks you can feel good about. Naturebox.com slash relevant. So let me set up what you're about to hear. Uh, Jesse, last week, if you didn't hear the show, at a last second whim, uh, Jesse reached out to the Discovery Channel to get media access for uh, the Nick Walenda Skyscraper Live stunt in downtown Chicago. And uh, last minute, we got approved, and we went. Jesse and I went. Um, there were a couple of points that we recorded. Uh, we recorded in the hotel room from downtown Chicago where we were overlooking the scene, and we set that up for you. We go to the media area, record there, and then we record uh, during while it was actually happening or watching it happen live. Uh, so Chad edited it up, and this is what you're about to hear. And then we will bring you our conclusions and thoughts Afterwards, after you hear this, here it is, live from Chicago. All right, so here's the scene. It is 4 p.m. Central Time. The sun is starting to set. We are in downtown Chicago, Illinois. Uh, This is Cameron. Jesse's here with me. Hello, friends. The, uh... We're here for the Nick Walenda tightrope walking stunt spectacular, uh, which is going to happen tonight in about two hours. And uh, in about half an hour, we're going to go down and go to the media area and get ready for the actual 
live event. We're going to talk to Joel Osteen, some other things. Jesse and I just flew in this morning, and we're at our hotel. Um, to give you the description of where our hotel is, is directly on the Chicago River, and we're on the 29th floor, and we can look right out of our window and look up about 150 feet. I mean, clear as day, right there is the tightrope uh, going from left to right. Uh, our hotel kind of straddles the end of the river, and we can see the see the entire span of the wire. It's actually probably a much better viewing location here in our room than it will be in the media area, but, um, you know, Joel Osteen's not going to come to our hotel room, so we got to go over there. So, Jesse and I haven't talked much about this event, because both of us, when we saw each other at the airport, kind of had the same look on our face. And that look would be what, Jesse? Well, so leading up to it, we were. This has both been. It's been exciting, but almost in a comical way because I. We both legitimately like these events. They're fun to watch on TV. I, I more like them because you make me like them. But if we're but honest. It, yeah. But there's something about the novelty of it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah. obviously, there's an element of danger, but there's something like just funny and cool that the whole country is watching. A dude walk across something on a tightrope. Right. And so when we got the word that we were invited to come to this press uh, area and, and, and to be able to cover it, I think we were both excited because we get to be part of the shared experience. Well, it was almost like, to me, it was almost like jungle bird excitement. It was like, oh, that'll be crazy. And yeah, it'll right. be really it's the novelty. It'll be really cool to say we were there. Oh, how funny. And then, and then today, yeah, so we get here today, and, and I'm at the airport, and, and all week, I, I was telling Cameron, early on Friday, I had a, a conversation with uh, two of the other editors, Tyler and Dargan, and they, and they were talking about, hey, you guys are going up there Friday, are you nervous? And I thought it was a really weird question that they would ask, and I was like, no, I'm just more nervous, I'll even think about it, so logistics, you know, like, the time we got to be at the media, media area, how are we going to record, you know, meeting up with Joel Osteen's people, and then they were like, no, like, nervous, like, anxiety about watching this. And I was like, that didn't even cross my mind. We get here today, and like I, we're landing, I'm landing in Chicago, and it kind of starts to hit me that there's a legitimate element of danger here, and this is like a, a terrifying thing. Terrifying is the word. I'm, I mean, looking at the apparatus, I'm looking out the window right now. It's like we can see the uh, TV robot camera on a wire, you know, nearby that's go- being tested right now and going back and forth. We can see the TV lights come on. We can see the stabilizing wires that are to keep the main uh, wire taut. And we can see the incline. And Okay, so the other, the other thing that I think is important to note is like when I read the press material, they used to be walking from skyscraper to skyscraper, skyscraper over the Chicago River, right? In my mind, I've been to Chicago, but I'm not intimately familiar with the geography. It's not like an open water river. We're talking an urban canal here. Yeah. That that a person with a reasonably strong arm could toss at a comfortable throw a baseball over. Oh, sure. Yeah. So so it's not like because in my again in my head leading up to it, I'm like he's walking over a river. Like, what? God forbid. I don't even want to. I mean, let's just start dancing around it here. If he falls. There's a very low probability that he's walking away from. I hate to even say it, but there is the elephant in the room here. Am I wrong? I know. I mean, that's the whole point. That's why people tune in. It's it's actually 
When I landed, I realized this is a sick, sick thing that we're it here really for. Is. It's it's like it's it, you know because we watch it before. There's like Nick Lund is praying and Joel Osteen's praying. You get this comfort in a sense like this is like a, a televised church thing almost. You get here, it's like no people aren't tuning in because of the prayer novelty. They're tuning in because a guy is taking his own life into his hands. Yeah, for our entertainment. Yeah. We keep turning around looking at the window. It's it's just jarring. Again, we're 29 stories up, so we're 300 feet up here, and it's another easy 200 feet above our heads. Here, here's my question to you. Being here right now, do you have any hesitation? I mean, I'm, we're going to go through with it. We're going to oh. go and watch. But I'm just saying, but, but, so, but I'm just saying deep down, do you have a hesitation right now? Like, if there was an out... If if it like do you hope if we could just go to a movie tonight, yes. grab a piece, of, we go a, see a nice pie, a nice pizza pie, and go home tomorrow. Absolutely, <laughs> I would do it. I'm I'm honestly second guessing this in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, it's not too late to turn around and do an audio review of Interstellar. But the problem is, we're gonna see it at our hotel room yeah. window. If we don't go, we're still gonna be subjected to it. Okay, this is the I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. This is the realest thing we've done, man. Like this is raw right now. I, there 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 is no blustering. There's no I'm, I'm not doing anything. Neither of us are doing anything to be funny. This is raw and scary. I I literally like my stomach is mildly queasy, and it has been all day just because like if I think about the reality of. What this is, and of course, the media stuff that came out today really talked about the danger, and really talked, you know, and and it's just like, oh yeah, this is a father, this is a husband, and we might see one of the worst tragedies that we've seen in a decade. Well, and two, like the the articles here locally in Chicago, like the Chicago Tribune, we're talking about how controversial this is locally. Like they can't believe the city is allowing this to happen. And even I was talking to people, you know, leading up to it, and they're like, well, that sounds really scary and dangerous. And, and until we landed today, and especially when we checked into our room and we see the ropes that are, that's what, 50, 60 stories up? Yeah. But but I will say this: uh, this is unlike any other. I can't think of an entertainment event, and I I don't even know what else you would call this because that's why he's doing it for the entertainment value. But I can't think of another televised entertainment event where there is a, a such a high risk of someone. Again, I it, it, I cringe even saying it, but someone actually could die. Yeah, you know. Well, this is your pre-show. We are terrified. We're nervous. We're second-guessing this. We're, you know... We, we, we wonder what's wrong with us that we spent money to come here. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with you, sickos, for downloading this? You knew we were going to cover it. Why? I'm presuming, I'm presuming at this point that you've seen it on TV and he makes it and everything's fine. And this is all part of the suspension and afterglow. But if you watch it, anyone that's watching it on TV that didn't even just take the time to fly up here... There's something wrong with you, and I'm speaking, I'm just saying that as someone who's obviously, I'm like reflecting, this has caused me to reflect on myself. Like, I feel like there's a darkness in me, and I don't, I, I haven't felt like that before, like a real darkness that I would not just like make the effort, because I kind of took the initiative on this one, and I, if, if, if something terrible happens, Cameron can blame me for the rest of his life. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll send you all my counseling bills. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
But not only that, not only to take this shit, I've been like legitimately excited, and not till this moment yeah. recognize the dark sickness that is in my soul <laughs> that I, I'm coming to terms with. And we're going to come to terms with it tonight. I mean, he's not just walking across. We're really going to have to to come to terms with it if, if he does. I don't even say it. No. He's going to make it. He's going to make no. it. Brother, brother Osteen is going to be there. <laughs> Thank God. If, if if America's pastor wasn't here with us, I would. I can you imagine how you feel if Joel Osteen wasn't here? We're is, flying solo. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least it's not just our poor judgment, okay? The man has sold, like, a hundred million books, okay? <laughs> so if we have poor judgment, so does he, and he's way more important than we are. So people blame it on him. Yeah, Cameron, you blame it on me. I blame it on Joel Osteen. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, it's signing off from the hotel room. Up next, the media area. So, so I just got a sense of the feel on the street. Okay. It's dense. I, I want to say positive, but it's more just a, a tension. Well, I'll tell you this. When we first got here about an hour ago, you and I were both, we just had a really bad feeling. And then we ate dinner. I feel a little bit better now. I, I you know, I eat nervously. Yeah. You saw the size of the plate I made. I got one of everything, a pierogi, a deep dish pizza. <laughs> I'm feeling a tremendous amount of energy. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I... Okay, we see Nick. He's, He's waving, waving to the crowd. He's not going to go yet. Um, you hear, you hear the crowd sure cheering. Yeah. Um, we actually could hear him yell down to the crowd uh, from our perch. The media area is on about the fifth story of the building directly uh, next to and below where Nick is going. We have to look straight up, and uh, the wires are directly above our head. When we first walked out here, we thought, oh, no. <laughs> but, like, let's just say, like, if if he just had to throw that big white pole, yeah. like, I'm not saying anything else. If j- he just had to throw a, it's the It's a big, javelin. Yeah, it's, it is a deadly javelin flying at you from the top of a building. At us. Yeah, directly at us. There's yeah. no way we could get around it. Our, it would take out, like, six people. The view from our hotel room was actually significantly better just from watching the whole thing. But, and safer. <laughs> but down here... <laughs> Outside, it's cold. We're feeling what he's feeling, although probably a lot less wind. It's it is cold, and uh, hearing the noise of the streets, and um, they've blocked off uh, some of the uh, riverfront streets. But there's tens of thousands of people, yeah, um, kind of a New Year's Eve type sized crowd, uh, lining the riverfront, cheering. There's a ton of noise. I hear helicopters everywhere. Um, I, and I feel like since this after, I, I feel like he's kind of been a roller coaster, emotional, like not not to over dramatize it. I feel like this this afternoon, it was kind of getting a little real. We hit a low point. I feel like at one point, yeah. But the energy level here is pretty high. And well, pretty it's, positive. it's the pizza. There was the pizza was really good. This I, is hotel pizza we're talking. The, the it hell, was tremendous. The lights are helping. The crowd's helping. You're feeling the, waving. the positive energy versus just fear of and impending dread. doom. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's out there. He's he's scouting it all out. Um, well, when I, when I was out on the street talking to people, I, I felt that they all had the same feedback. They said they wish he weren't doing. He wasn't doing it blindfolded. They yeah. said that was the thing that was causing them the most anxiousness. Well, that's what his mom just said on you know she was interviewed on on TV, 
and they're playing the pre the the tapings here in the press area and uh that's what she said and, and the whole family's got experience doing this stuff and uh, she's been up there and she said the one thing she said when you're blindfolded you just don't get a sense of your center and yeah. it's a lot tougher and and, and even sta- from our hotel room it looked really high being almost street level it is insanely high yeah I mean you're fi- yeah, it's a legit 50 stories up I mean <laughs> and it's not like, and it's not a still night There's it's windy but it, I feel like the, 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 the energy level, the people cheering on the street, it's pretty positive right now. Yeah, the che- yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel a sense of excitement now versus a sense of, well, when we were walking over here, the crowds hadn't fully gathered yet. Yeah. People were just kind of starting to claim seats and stuff along the street. And um, <laughs> one lady walked by in Chicago and she's like, that dude's crazy as she's just walking <laughs> by. And that's kind of the vibe here. You yeah. got the people are like, this is nuts. But um, now the, the people who are here to support Nick have gathered and are packing the streets, and so you just kind of feel that buzz. Uh, we see him. He's wearing a red a red jacket. He's just standing on the perch. He, he's waved a couple times. Yeah. Seems, I mean, I guess from that body language, seems confident. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll check back in when uh, he's on the wire. It's probably going to be in about 20 or 30 minutes uh, from, from now. And uh, holy moly, here we go. There is a dude on a string directly above our heads. It, it is super intense. He's he seems really confident. Like I've been listening to him. He, he's he's saying prayers and thanking everyone. Yeah, he's like chit chatting with the TV people. I mean, and and like he's responding to the cheers of the crowd. And, and, and he and he's like flying across this thing. Like I mean, I thought it'd be like ten minutes. It's yeah, like, yeah. He, he, he just got started. He's almost three-quarters of the way across. Now, this it is, is when it gets really, really steep because, like, the, the, the tension wires go up because he's yeah. going up eight, eight stories. Eight stories. This is insane. It is way cooler than I thought it would be. Yeah, way cooler. He's almost all the way across. He hasn't, he hasn't like, swayed or stumbled. I mean, I feel like in the big Grand Canyon, it was, like, way more wobbly, way slower. Yeah. This... this, this I mean, he's conducting live interviews like the Today Show people. He was asking the ho- the TV guy how the view was. The the cool thing here, opposed to the Grand Canyon one, was everyone is going nuts down here. Yeah, because yeah, Grand Canyon where cactuses can't cheer. So. And and everyone up, everyone in the media area is transfixed. So right now he's gonna. Uh, oh man, this is it is totally nuts. He's he's preparing. He just got across the main wire. Now he's going to take like an elevator down and do one blindfolded. All of our anxiety is alleviated, and it's been totally cool to watch. I'm kind of speechless. We're around the corner. We're on the side of the building that he ends on. I think that chair means yeah, he, he just he just, he just ended. Landed. Yeah. So now he's going to take like an elevator down go across the street and walk across another tightrope blindfolded. Right. And that is what we are directly in front of. Yeah. So he just went to our side because we're on one side of the Chicago but, River. But but so directly in front of us, we're going to watch him go across two buildings uh-huh. totally blindfolded. Right. Crazy. Crazy. I, I'll, I'll say this. Like, it was way more intense than I thought it was going to be. I, I mean, hear the crowd. I mean, just the set. I mean... I mean, for real. Like, I was... I'm, I, my heart is literally beating, yeah. like, really fast. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I, like as cool it is as on TV, it, it's watching him whoop, just. I mean, a dude was just walking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was insane. fifty stories up, right, directly over our heads. He did it. He, he made got the it. First one. Because on that side of the river, they can see him. We lost view. Yeah. Yeah. So he just confirmed it. Yeah. So now he's blindfolded, walking across the wire, directly in front of us. On the TV broadcast, it sounded like he was having some sort of technical problem, but seems to be cruising okay. Hear the helicopters going over. They ask everyone on the street to be quiet because evidently he's using some sort of ping device to help guide him since he's blindfolded. He's about halfway. Moving, moving at a pretty good pace. He's almost there. He's got another like 10 feet and he's done both wires. Totally blindfolded right now. Pretty incredible, not gonna lie. He's almost there. And he did it. He did it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Willinda nailed it. Night of a lifetime. Here comes Cameron. We're gonna get a, I'm going to get a live reaction. <laughs> I was, that was crazy, yeah. just knowing. I mean, it's shorter, obviously, but just knowing. Yeah! Yeah! He's waving. We see you, Nick. Okay, so now we don't have to feel bad or about what no, we said see, last week. I'm totally relieved yeah. because I made some comments. I think we all did that uh, possibly could have this gone another way. It would have looked like we're making light of something that would have been tragic. Well, but instead, it just added to the dramatic tension, and you probably enjoyed it more, listeners. You're welcome. You're welcome that we were making light of some man <laughs> taking life into his own hands. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's I feel happened. totally relieved. I feel like a new person than, than like two hours run ago. a mile. Yeah. Not a marathon for a man of my physique. A mile is as though I would be running a marathon. <laughs> but just if you have the invigoration and inspiration. Yeah, in a normal situation, I would run a block. But my adrenaline's pumping so hard, I could make it a I mile. I feel like I just walked across the tightrope <laughs> blindfolded. Okay, from 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 three uh-huh. hours ago when we're sitting out here in the cold debating the the ethics of movie. even being here. <laughs> to go see a movie or not? <laughs> yeah. How, how how what's the? I feel exhilarated. I, I've never felt so alive. The darkness in me <laughs> is gone. You know what? I kind of <laughs> I understand. Honestly, I kind of understand why people watch horror movies now. Yeah. You go to a dark place and it's over, and you're like, and you're, ah, the yeah. relief at the end. It is so. Do you ever had one of those dreams where, where, where you think something really bad has happened? You wake up and you're like, it was just a dream. Yeah, I don't really remember my dreams, but I get your point. Either way, <laughs> it just happened here. <laughs> I I was having visions all day because we're right up close. It could be tragic. It could be we could have witnessed a tragedy. Right. Oh, it happened. It happened. It was totally awesome. All right, now we got to go talk to Nick Willenda and Jalosi. Let's yep. do this. Let's do it.
Okay, we're back live. We're back in the studio. Okay, so we know now. Yes, he made it. He made it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Just after right. after the thing, we went to the press conference, and I and and though we didn't play any of the press conference, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesse did. Jesse was. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick. You know, you asked a question. Yeah. We have it loaded up. We have a lot of the things that Nick talked about loaded up. If y'all have questions about, you know, some of the stuff Nick said, we can cue that up. But Jesse, what are your thoughts afterwards? Real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. There's something that needs to be addressed. There's something noticeably absent from our coverage. Yes. Yeah, we know. Noticeably, uh, yeah. Yeah. noticeably absent. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's 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 uh, uh, the elephant in the room right now. Um, Did it happen? I had. I'm not gonna. Call, I'm not gonna call anyone out by their name, but let let's just tell people what happened here, okay? Just report. Let's the just facts. say this: there was a, there, a the feud is back on. You inform, we decide. Give it to us. I, I had you know I had been corresponding with with Brother Osteen's people for a week. <laughs> we knew he's gonna be there. He was there. I know he was there because I saw him on on the TV behind us in the hotel room with the Walenda family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw you the know? grin. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, everyone saw him. The whole country saw him. Guess who didn't see him in person? Ugh. You. That's right. The the, the interview with Osteen, uh, 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 up until the moments after, moments before it was supposed to happen, was looking likely, and then it all fell apart, literally just snubbed. They stopped returning my yeah, phone calls. Yeah, this is the deal. It was like, we got the official yes. We got the official. You have three questions, standing interview, yep. the whole, the, the right way to do it. We get there. Jesse checks in with the person, and the guy on the, the, the representative there said, we don't know anything about this. And Jesse explained it, and he said, fine. I guess if our team you know, said yes, we'll honor that. Fine. We'll do it. And and then Jesse was like, kind of okay. I need specifics. Is it going to be before? Is it going to be after? We weren't hearing anything from the before, and I thought, you know what? I I understand that. It's like, you know, you don't want to like do media, and then if something bad happens, now you know your media, you know, sound bites don't reflect the event. So I Mm -hmm. get that he would only want to do things after the fact. Okay, fine. I'll we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That's why we're not hearing back about you know where to meet up beforehand. After we're at the press event, Jesse's texting the rep, texting, texting, calling, not nothing. He, we got yeah. straight up stonewalled by Osteen. Mm, yeah. I I, I don't cool. know what happened behind the scenes, but I can assume, and I will assume that it was Joel Osteen himself who pulled the plug on it. Yeah, I like, believe like it. As a, as a as a slap in the face to me and Cameron personally. Personally, is that what happened? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> probably because he knew that you were going to ask my question if they go on tightrope prayer walks. That's all I want to know. Yeah. So so it's, so I know people are heartbroken. Heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Luckily, the adrenaline was carrying me through the moment. So I I, I got through that. And then so so it, it, the whole time was a roller coaster of emotion because we go from anxiety to excitement uh, to not knowing what's going to happen. Is he going to fall? To thrill? To we're going to talk to Osteen? To we're not going to talk to Osteen? So we go to the press conference. Well, can I ask uh, can I ask a question about the anxiety though? Because I watched yeah. it on TV and felt nothing. Like it was just completely like, oh yeah, well, look there he is. Do you think he had you to be there? Obviously, weren't watching it with my mother. Then you, you would have, have felt anxiety. You don't have a heart. <laughs> but I issue. mean, it's yeah. like it's what, like Eddie. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that big a deal. So, so Joy, Joy you watch it with your mother. What was her reaction? Oh well, her reaction was intermittent throughout. It was like I was trying to stealth mode, re- mode recorder because she'd be like, every two seconds, oh. I can't believe he didn't trip. Oh, those little wires that come out. I can't believe his foot doesn't hit them. Oh. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, mom, the reality is if, if he fell, he'd probably grab onto the wire. And she was like, 
Yeah, but then 10 people would die from impalement of that 45-pound pole. <laughs> that was a real concern of Cameron and I. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. thing was coming straight for us. In, in all seriousness, the, one of the best things, Chad, maybe we can cue, cue up the audio for this, is when we were in the uh, the press conference, one of the things we had talked about is it's cool, like the, the, the element of having a pastor there on the sideline for a, a recreational event where someone's knowingly taking their life in their hands and also the prayer element. Like that's the one thing people were, have talked about every time is, Oh, this guy's saying, you know, praise you Jesus when he's walking a tightrope voluntarily, you know, risking his life is it's, yeah, it's cool if he makes it. Everyone's like, Oh, you know, praise God or whatever. But the implication is if he falls somehow, then do we hold God responsible? Because we're giving God the glory and the credit. If he makes it, do we hold God responsible if he falls? That's sort of a weird theological conflict. Mm -hmm. And that was, I felt like, one of the most interesting things that he addressed in the press conference. Yeah, Yeah, this is fascinating. Here it is. You know, my faith plays a key role in every aspect of my life, not just performance. So um, faith, uh, you know, the only thing that faith assures me is where I'm going if I were to fall off that wire. Uh, I don't believe in any way that my faith holds me on that wire or gets me across that wire. I believe that God provides a peace that passes all understanding, and that's why I can stay calm and cool leading up to these walks. Um, but my faith, again, it plays a role in every aspect of my life, not just on the wire. It's on the wire now, off the wire as well. The media was curious, what are you praying for? And he was being clear that he's like, listen, I'm not praying right. that God won't let me die. He's like, I'm praying for peace. I'm pre- like just calm. He's yeah. like, I believe God, he said, you know, provides a peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. He said, that's what I'm praying for. He said, God gave me a gift and a talent. He's like, it's my choice. He's like, in no way do I, he said this repeatedly, in no way do I think God is somehow or angels are keeping me on the wire. If I died, it just, I, because of my faith, I know where I'm going. He's right. like, I, so it, he doesn't have weird theology at all about okay. it. Okay. Okay. I think okay. other people looking in assume right. he thinks that, why is he? Why is he praying for safety? Just don't do it. I think that's what they're saying. That's not right. what he's doing. Okay, that's not why he's praying. But, but it. it's like it's it, it, he addresses a question that I think anytime you watch a sports game or something, and there's guys holding hands praying before a field goal decided. You know what I mean? Like that, you're all that same question. Are you telling me that God is responsible for you yeah. scoring a touchdown or for a field goal to go through? You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it, instead of dancing around the issue of, well, God probably doesn't really care about the outcome of the game, whether Tebow's on one side or someone who's not, you know, visually, nothing against them. I'm just saying it's a notable example of someone who publicly prays. But it's that issue of, look, yeah. there are some things that God determines. There are some things that it's just you know, showing gratitude for being well, in the moment in the here's, first place. Here's him specifically talking about what his prayer was about. You know what? Um, of course, it's always about safety um, and that lives will be touched, that people will be inspired. You know, that's always my prayer, that people will be inspired by what I do. Um, I know a lot of people look at it and say, why would they be inspired by what you do? But I get countless recollections and emails and such from people that say that they were inspired by what I do. Not to walk a wire over Chicago blindfolded, but... You know, to, to pursue their dreams, even though they seem impossible. You know, people look at that wire and say, all day I was on the sidewalk and people didn't know I had a hat on backwards and I had glasses on. And they're all saying, that's impossible. Um, and I prove that the impossible isn't impossible if you work hard enough. That's what my life's about. So his whole thing in doing this is literally, he said this before and he said it just then. He wants to inspire people to chase their dreams and, and, and like dream impossible dreams and pursue them and overcome them mm-hmm. and, and prove that with hard work, with effort, with faith, nothing is impossible. And, and I, okay, I, I get why. Yeah. So you're trying to leverage the macabre, you know, like this is like, 
this right. crazy, and you're actually trying to leverage it for something that could be inspirational to people mm-hmm. to like say, well, if this middle-aged white guy can do something like that, maybe I could do something yeah. significant too. Be- between the Walenda guy and the Olive Garden guy, I don't know who's more inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, that guy, the risk of death is equally high. That yeah, guy equally. got the most value out of that pass of anybody Anyone, in America. He won the contest. He won a contest that doesn't exist. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. So. Yeah. So, he wasn't going to do the Olive Garden challenge until he watched Nick Walenda, and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, so how many people afterward, you know, like when there's like curbs or like little miniature walls surrounding gardens, how many people afterward were like walking on those? Yeah, yeah. Trying to walk in a straight <laughs> yeah. line with their arms out. Like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, Nick Willen. It's, yeah. like when, it's like when you leave the movie theater after Fast and Furious, everyone is peeling yeah. out. It was basically like that. People were just tightrope walking down the street. Uh, we, we, of course, had to know. This is before we knew we got snubbed. So we had to know about his relationship with Joel Osteen. This was Jesse's question. Here it is. Yeah, you know, we're just friends to be honest and, and just like him there were many many more friends there um, but um, we, we've just become friends over the years I've known him for a long time um, he used to come see me perform I used to attend his church when I was performing in Texas in Dallas um, so we've just become friends and he's just like you know just like any other friend he's invited to be there and we hang out and, and it's great of course for TV they want the stars I've got a lot of other friends that are sitting on the other side of the camera there in those rooms too with me um, but uh, honest to goodness, we're just buddies. We're just friends, um, and um, we just have a good relationship. We talk, we text. Matter of fact, um, we, text. He, we do a lot of things together. We spend a lot of time together. I, he, I, 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 me and Cameron got the opportunity. Actually, we ran into Nick uh, shortly after, and I informed him that he's no longer your friend. He should be dead to you after what he <laughs> yeah. did to us. So yeah, Justin and I walked back to the hotel. Our hotel is you know four hotels, four buildings down from from the media hotel. And uh, we, we walk into our lobby, and a black SUV also pulls up next to us, and uh, people start piling out, and uh, the orange Discovery jacket is there. Mm-hmm. And Jesse and I had just gone through the revolving doors, and uh, Jesse goes, hey, 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 there he is. <laughs> and we knew he, they were about to walk in. So I get my, I get my camera out and my little phone, and uh, I had it ready. And he walked in, and we said, hey, congrats. Mind taking a picture? So we jump in and took a selfie. Awesome. He, he, he was cool that he did it, but I, I could tell. And obviously, he's coming off a big adrenaline rush. You know, this is a whole big thing. He's been up there for hours. I'm sure he's exhausted. I could tell he was slightly, like, or at least gave the perception of, okay, I'll do it really quick. I mean, he was cool about it. He was definitely, like, he took it and was yeah. a good sport about it. But I wanted to be like... Look, man, if 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 you just want to sneak back up to your room, you can take that bright orange jacket with the yeah. Discovery Channel logo <laughs> yeah. on. It's hard to know what to do. Everyone just watched on TV, it, it, and and he seemed like a cool dude. But after, I feel like anyone that does something spectacular like that, they're gonna feel awesome afterwards. I get that. And but if I I was telling Chad this, I and I hope that. this, I don't mean this as a dig. This is just pure journalist covering event. Okay. His personality, if I had to put it, put it on one like identifiable pop culture figure, Tony Wonder. Oh, yeah. For Tony, real. And, 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 you know, because he's, he's like, he definitely knows he's awesome because he is, you know? <laughs> but in the moment, Cameron and I were more like Job and Buster. We were just caught up in him pulling a piece of Wonder Bread out of his neck to even notice the kind of personality quirks. <laughs> but he's a cool guy. Pretty into what he did, rightfully so. He just walked between two freaking skyscrapers on national television. He walks died. in any room of men and is like, I am more man than any of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he kind of walks like around like that. It's got to be hard to find balance in a life like that, though. Oh. Uh, I heard that he doesn't drink coffee. 
And when asked why, he said, it just makes him too wired. <laughs> Keep him coming. There it is. There it is. I got one in. <laughs> we got we to rope you back in here. Oh. 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 And he chose an interesting season to do this in also. November. Fall. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Calvin, you have your ups and your and downs. Your yeah. <laughs> uh, one other, one other clip. This is uh, Nick talking about where he gets his courage. You know, I think from seven generations in the history of my family, um, really is what in doing it my whole life. I mean, I started walking the wire when I was two. My mom was six months pregnant with me, and she was still walking the wire. So, you know, I've walked the wire longer than I've been alive, and um, so it becomes um, something that is almost second nature. And it truly is my passion. People go up, come up to me and say, why do you do that? It's what I love to do. You know, you don't tell Tiger Woods, why do you golf? It's what he loves to do. And, and I love to walk wires. It's just the truth. When I'm, you know, when a storm comes to Florida, all the surfers go to the beach and surf. I go in my backyard and get on a wire because I want to face those winds. I want to face the torrential downpours, the rain, all of that. This is what I love to do. It's my hobby. Actually, we wanted to know, where do you, how do you top this? Where do you go from here? What are you working on next? What are you practicing for? You know, I don't know. At this point in my career, how do I top the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, blindfolded, you know, two Guinness World Records tonight. It's pretty awesome. Um, okay, let me just pause right <laughs> okay. there. There's his Tony yeah. Wonder moment. There's your Tony yeah. Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I top how awesome I am? I don't know, just, but I keep doing just it. Recap my. Bio Did you hear the you. like when he went out on the on the wire and he was like, "You hear the roar? Chicago loves me, and I love Chicago." That was like one of the first hey, things he said. Not only okay, listen, you know how he prays the whole time, right? All right, I'm. Hey Jesse, you talked as a journalist. I'm going to talk as Cameron. Okay, here we go. Because <laughs> while we're watching it live behind us, they're playing the TV feed, so we can hear it. We could we could see it if we turned around, but I mean, so we can hear the audio of what's mm-hmm. going on up there. And there was a moment where he's about three quarters of the way through the first walk and he's like, you know, he's doing his prayer stuff and he's praying and he goes, dear Jesus, thank you so much for the talent you've given me. And I'm like, and I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, all right. But Cameron, he is super, super. You just heard He's the Tiger Woods of this, dude. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That was. uh, I don't want to talk bad about the dude. No. I'm just saying it it was funny seeing him in person because, like I said, he did something awesome. He's going to feel pretty awesome. Yeah, he was pretty jacked up on it here. So, how do you top it, Nicolanda? How do you top awesome? You know, I don't know. At this point in my career, how do I top the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, blindfolded? You know, two games for breakfast tonight. It's pretty awesome. Um, again, what an amazing opportunity. But um, I think at this point in my career, it's not necessarily about topping myself. It's about, um, about inspiring can. people. And, and, you know, every time that I do a walk, whether it be over the city of Chicago blindfolded or over the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, or any other city or around the world, the truth is it's still my life on the line, whether I be 100 feet up or 10,000 feet up. So um, I, I believe that my fans love me a lot enough that they'll support me in whatever I do. My, one of my huge dreams is my great-grandfather was, was my inspiration, Carl Willenda. He inspires me to do everything that I do. He is that, uh, that light uh, that I focus on. And hopefully I'm making him proud by what I'm doing. But next year is the 45-year anniversary of the greatest walk he ever did in his career, which was in Tallulah Gorge, Georgia. It's about, uh, I think it was around 600 feet high and over 1,000 feet long. But while he did that walk, he did two headstands on the wire. Well, I've trained a bit to do a headstand on a wire, but I've never done it publicly because I've always said if I do it, I'm going to do it on that walk with him. So my dream is that that was filmed for a BBC special back in 1973, I believe. My dream is to actually walk the wire with my great-grandfather. 
um, and actually simulate him. He will be on that wire crossing through the little words with me. And I get goosebumps and chills thinking about it. But that is, that's probably the next thing. Uh, next year is the 45-year anniversary next summer. And um, I really, really want to do that walk. Two, two things that we just learned. Okay, he gives himself goosebumps. Yeah, mm. number one. <laughs> Me too. I was so good on the show today. Goosebumps. No, no. Number two. Nailed. I think he just alluded to a Tupac hologram. Yeah, I think on the so. wire yeah, with yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was envisioning too. Yeah. As many holograms as you want up there. It could be Tupac and Biggie and Michael Jackson and his all of his grandfathers. And his grandfather, whoever the heck they're one. Everybody's up there on the wire. He's just praising them. So he's either gonna. So after this. <laughs> He's either going to do the grandfather wire walk or he's going to join an underground underground jogging fraternity. <laughs> so he's got like open possibilities. And you know where he carb loads. Do, do, yeah. Do, do you guys get the Tony Wonder reference there? Do you think that's accurate? Yes. It's yeah. absolutely accurate. I mean, Jesse, I mean, there's a pot uh, on you wrote a recap. You wrote kind of a yeah. reflections recap yeah. uh, we posted on the website, which we um, podcast listeners, you should go read it. Uh, Jesse wrote a, a really good piece at relevantmagazine.com slash Walinda. That's where you'll find the article. In that article, there's photos that we took of uh, you know the event and the post. There's one of him at the press conference. Just look how he's standing it's and called swag, guys. It's called swag. You'll <laughs> see. You'll see. This is the way he stands at the podium. You, you see Tony Wonder. I mean, it's just like this dude owns the world right yeah. now. There you go. Wow. So wow. Anyway, well that that was a that was a memorable day. That was certainly memorable. That was I, I I can honestly say I don't think I'll ever forget it. How was the catering, Jesse? I know that that was a <laughs> oh, big. Let motivation. me tell you this. Give it to I, us. I came Cameron City. It's very cold out in this like balcony thing we're sitting on, and I go inside to, to use the restroom or something, and I pass. <laughs> I pass by this spread that they're putting out. I'm telling you, it, it had like deep dish peaches, uh, uh, wait, uh, pizzas, pierogi, yeah. sausages, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, salad, which I totally ignored. But uh, all <laughs> ma- fresh baked cookies. I literally ran back out. I said, Cameron, you have to see what they're doing inside. They didn't have Jesse any. Actually, uh, missed the Tyropian. I got, I got a, I got a little bit of salad and a piece of pizza, mm-hmm. and uh, pizza. Je- Jesse. Got about you know if you had six plates and filled them, but then re- put just stacked all the food on top of each other and took the other five plates out. Yeah, that's what he walked out with. He just kind of made a deep dish kind of everything. It was it was, just, it, was a, it was a casserole of Chicago. Yeah, it was yeah. um yeah it was I was and Jesse for so many of our listeners you are their inspiration. Do you give yourself goosebumps when you go to a buffet, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, that's our Walinda recap. Head over to the website, uh, relevantmagazine.com slash Walinda to read Jesse's recap, see the pictures, stuff like that. Really? Post. That's a whole website got it. Just slash Walinda. We oh. just did a redirect so people could easily find it. Cool. Go slash. <laughs> I love that. Slash life slash article <laughs> <Right>. underscore <laughs> 2734. Yeah. My spot. <laughs> 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 com. Okay. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback and corrections because we have a couple.
You're listening to Sugar in the High Lows. The song is God's Gonna Cut You Down. Oh. I'm just, oh. <laughs> Hear me out. Wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. That was amazing. Nick, Nick has been just flirting with disaster for quite some time, and that, I'm just warning him hey, be careful. You don't need to apologize. Don't get too cocky, Nick. That was brilliant. Or God's going to cut you down. Yep. God's going to cut you down. I, I was going to say, it just, the music choice just took a very dark turn. <laughs> okay, well, it's time for. Our uh, corrections and apologies. Mm-hmm. So last week, uh, Joy got a little geographically challenged, and Eddie and I stepped in to help her. And then I said, "You know, we were." I thought I said, "We no, I I, I did." It's right. on me. So we were trying to explain to her where Wales is, and and then we were trying to explain to her the broader UK. And off the cuff, as we're listing all the countries that are part of the UK, I said, "In, in Ireland." You know, and I listed all the countries in Ireland. Ireland is not part of the UK. Northern Ireland is part of the UK. And I caused quite mm. uh, quite the kerfuffle uh, of the... As they say. The, the, <laughs> in Ireland. Yeah, but when they're connected, you can't be at total fault. Northern Ireland is very different than Ireland. And historically, it was not a good thing that led to that. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean, haven't you listened to any of you two's early work? Right. Terrible. <laughs> it was all about that. Right. There was a Sunday once that was very bloody. You know what could have happened in <laughs> Chicago last Sunday? Mm. It could have been Sunday Bloody Sunday. It could have. That's how we would have remembered our trip, Jesse. That time I, we saw glad a, we didn't remember it that way. Yeah. yeah. Time we saw a dude pass away together. I apologize not only to our Irish listeners, I apologize to our UK listeners. Mm. Because and I think probably just all listeners, just to keep it safe. Mm. Sure. It's like that's pretty offensive. I mean, I didn't know it. I just found out when you told me. Except, really? except for the Canadian listeners. Yeah, no, they don't get. An They're apology. part of the UK. They don't get an apology. They're part of the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Aren't we all? I think so. Okay, so it's time for your feedback. Last week we asked you. We're back there. We're under construction. It's, construction is heading along, um, moving forward. We are under construction for our new podcast set, a larger expanded podcast set in the back. And uh, since it'll be also a video set, we thought it'd be good to have some visual uh, decor. Uh, things that may be tied in with the show. So we asked you for some s- suggestions of things we should add to the new Relevant Podcast set. Mm. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, posted some ideas there. You also hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorite ideas. Dustin, of course, bringing uh, a good idea, the order of the bow wall of knives. So just, <laughs> But these knives would not be attached. They'd just be loose knives that anybody can just play with on the way in. So, good idea, Dustin. Lo- that, that's actually one that I really want to see happen. And I'm pretty sure on the website that I'm assuming is still up, at the order of the bow oh, website, yeah. Yeah. there is a hall of knives that we can get some inspiration from. Totally. Uh, Caleb Reinhardt uh, uh, said, somewhere there needs to be a model of a huge ship. Right. Uh, which I thoroughly agree. Another listener, I can't find the, the exact piece of feedback at the moment, but someone else said that they, they suggest we'll just have one bursting through the back wall that our building <laughs> was on an unavoidable collision Target course. Target of the huge ship. Our budget isn't quite that large, just FYI. We're talking <laughs> knickknacks and tchotchkes, not a Kool-Aid man bursting through the wall. Right. I think it's funny, though, <laughs> because for a normal person, meaning normal, they don't listen to the show, like if they ever walked in and saw half of these things, it would just be like, What? In the like, I there would be absolutely no frame of reference for all this. Uh, Daniel Bull on Twitter, he he suggested we should install a uh, small zip line. Oh, hmm. oh, absolutely, that's pretty rad. A, also, he uh, a chimpocalypse safe room, uh, bobblehead dolls of the cast members. I actually have a bobblehead doll of me. The staff gave me one. America, and, the Canada's Jorts poster. 
which is framed in my office. Is, so I we can hang up. I think it's a really good. That was like one of those really classic like podcast yeah. moments that took off. Like I knew about that before I knew about the podcast. Really? Oh yeah, I saw that poster and I, I it saw was on that. Reddit. It keeps hitting the front page. Yeah, it was like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gilbert, he had a couple, a, uh, <laughs> but, but one of that, I think, um, they're, they're, this one we can definitely make happen. One of Adam Smith's Rambo posters, he actually created some and they're online. They, they exist somewhere. I think we could get one blown up. The quality may be a little pixelated, but I think we can get at least one Rambo poster in the new studio. One of Adam's Rambo posters. Yeah. Yeah. One that he personally designed with his, uh, his elite Photoshop ability. <laughs> I, uh, as, uh, as an homage to Calvin, somebody said we need to have a prominent slide whistle. Oh, yeah, nice. absolutely. Like framed in like a memory box. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of calls for crock pots, which I think could be double use. It would not only be nice, but we could also get something brewing on Wednesday morning. And we could, we could, we could roll a few meatballs. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. before, during the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw them in the crock pot. Yeah. By the end of the show, we get ourselves a nice whole meatball sandwich. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad idea. No, Cameron, do you still have the negatives from our Sears Portrait Studio session uh, a few years back? Uh, it was. I have the digital files. I don't have the negatives. Okay. Well, I, if someone suggested those. That's that's. I guess an obvious one. Uh, uh, Callahan oh, MacGyver. Do you remember? You remember oh, that yeah, bit of probably? Yeah. Uh, 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 some sort of drawing or recreation uh, of that bit, which was just person said that that might have been created at some point, which it might have been. I just don't recall at the moment. Um, I would like to say that um, uh, Samantha Shoes tweeted uh, and reminded us that uh, we could have Samantha Shoe up a there. A single white and, and not, shoe. not even kidding. I had to get in my attic yesterday, and I climbed up and looked to my left, and the shoe is still <laughs> sitting there exactly where I left it. And so Terrifying. I would like to donate the shoe. if the When the studio is done, yes. I will very quickly get the shoe and then bring it over <laughs> no, and then head hey, to Eddie, a priest. Yes. Eddie, no thanks. We don't like ghosts. <laughs> Samantha's shoe, the shoe, the actual shoe will make it into the studio. Hope we'll, you we'll, we'll put that in a in a lockbox. I'm not a, even gonna flexible. I'm not even gonna take the dust off of it and uh, you'll hear the howling at night. It's like the Annabelle doll of Relevant Magazine office. <laughs> uh, Scott had a he had he had a couple uh, a stuffed whale shark. Uh, I, I'm assuming not a life size one. There's there uh, somebody was, was sent sent some links to toy whale sharks yeah, that we yeah. could buy. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one. Uh, and we can just punch it at the end of every show. The, Scott also suggested, <laughs> or yeah, or yeah, just to get pumped up. Um, Scott said uh, some fireworks. I'm presuming that's from uh, one of our, our, our the games that we played involving the names of fireworks. Or it could just be to celebrate after a show. We just light a couple fireworks. We did it, you guys. Another great show. Uh, our dear we friend. We gave ourselves goosebumps. Let's light off some fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Tiger Woods of podcasting. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. Um, our dear friend Aaliyah, who uh, is a, you know, a northerner, set a Canadian flag. One will be provided for you if needed. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like a little bit we owe it to him. Just a, a little Maybe something. a little. A li- how about this? Not like the Hold big on. one. Just no, a- yeah, we do a full-size American. Right. Huge. Oh, little gosh. tiny Canadian one. Yeah. Just a little and then something. a massive Christian one. Huge. <laughs> we pledge allegiance to the Christian flag before every show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna turn this in from our club room to like a cult room. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna donate Christian flags to every public school in Orlando. Yeah, I was gonna say you should invite you know public school children to have their like lunch in the relevant studio. <laughs> Just hey, hang how out. you doing? Oh, hang yeah. out, chat them up. Cool. Inter- so have have you, you met my Hindu friend here? If you were to die today, where do you, th- do you know where you're going? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, well, I'm just going to come back. I'm Hindu. Um, <laughs> yeah. Still still undecided. We'll head over to Olive Garden. We'll get your mind changed. <laughs> um, hey, uh, there's a lot more suggestions. If you want to help us, we really are going to do this stuff. So you can hit us up. 
I wanted to th- say thanks to everybody for chiming in uh, about uh, n- saying nice things about our conversation last week about d- engaging controversial art and how we should treat other believers that we may not fully agree with. I We didn't plan on going off on a rant, but just kind of saw enough stuff that we felt like some things need to be addressed. And you guys, your support was overwhelming. And I just wanted to say thanks because I my hunch was right that the silent majority, mm-hmm. you know, uh, feel a certain way. And the vocal minority were the ones saying really dumb stuff the other week. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. On that note, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, clearly, how does Nick will end to top this? Yeah, I don't. I I think that's what we need to know. That's what we need to ask. I think I think he needs to beat t- Tiger Woods in golf <laughs> on a high wire. Oh, yes. uh, like Tiger to be able to beat him. How how can he possibly top this and give himself even more goosebumps? Let us <laughs> that's know. The, that's the question. How does Nick Willenda give himself more goosebumps? Okay, hold on. Let's it reframe does... the question. That's the new editorial mm-hmm. question of the week. How does Nick Willenda give himself more goosebumps? <laughs> just enjoy that question. It does not need to be wire related. No, no. It can, you just run yeah. wild. I think if he if he walked across a wire okay. holding that that pole thing that he sure. does, uh-huh. and then he had two smaller versions of himself on the pole, each holding a pole, each holding a pole. I mean, With he little... could go on forever on this. Yeah. Wait, are they are they actual little people or just like bobbleheads of himself? No, they're actual. No, I think they should be organic living beings. Yeah, little like clones. Clone, clone you know, Nick bring Willen in does. the you know the ultimate uh, you know the chance of anything happening with real human beings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a great idea. I'm so glad you were able to contribute that to yeah. the show. Yeah. As your last if I could do one last thing. <laughs> I would just say a little that, tiny Nick Willendas. Yeah. Balancing on the Nick Willendas. Assuming by the time he performs his next stunt in a few months, we have the technology to clone someone <laughs> and then shrink that clone. Yeah. This is what I suggest. Well, he'll also be performing I mean, with a hologram of his grandfather on the same yeah, stunt. So. Right, yeah. I mean, could you imagine all of them with so many goosebumps? It's w- just going to be amazing. What if, what if they projected the hologram of all of his <laughs> so relatives onto so his stick? Many yes. So many goosebumps of different sizes. <laughs> it's like four times the goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, if my so math is correct. Really immeasurable <laughs> number of goosebumps. Uh, exponential You've goosebumps. You've exponentially yeah. increased the amount of goosebumps Nick Melinda is experiencing. <laughs> and all the little Melinda's get goosebumps when Nick Melinda gets. His, Sorry, goosebumps, we're starting, his goosebumps control all You're starting to get into a different category, I think. <laughs> hey, Eddie, let's not be ridiculous. The technology's definitely not going to be transfer goosebumps to body to body. Yeah, but we can't do cloning that. Cloning and shrinking clones. Yeah, maybe. That's going to be for his grandfather's 49th anniversary of the walk. <laughs> 45-year anniversary. That's a big deal. All right. If you want to chime in on how does Nick Linda give himself more goosebumps after this. <laughs> this is the best question up, we've had. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, many thanks to Calvin Keerley for sitting in. Yeah. Thanks. This was Happy fun, birthday. Thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday. Good luck Happy on Cloak and Dapper. You're going to do a great job. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And if you guys want to check out uh, the online store, uh, you can do so at cloakanddapper.com. No, no. cloakanddapper.us or clkdpr.com. Forward slash Melinda. Yes. Yeah, slash ampersand. Forward slash goosebumps. Replace the HTTP with ampersands. I don't know how it works. It just does. Technology. It gets you right. It'll download a file directly to your machine. Open it. And then you'll get goosebumps. Yeah, but intuitive. Cloak and Dapper. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you so much. All right, well, I'm Cameron Strang. I am. Got, I got goosebumps. Mm. <laughs> I'm Chad Michael Snavely. 
I'm the Tiger Woods of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) For Joy Eggers. We'll see you next week. for listening to the relevant podcast you can follow us on twitter at relevant podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. and don't forget to check out the magazine it's available on newsstands and at the itunes app store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe Have you ever seen him make meatballs? There's a lot of hand sweat in there.